0: Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. VR training platforms
1: like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
0: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
1: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
2: betmgm and game sense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices please gamble responsibly betmgm.com for terms and conditions must be 21 years of age or older to wager washington dc only please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER infinity presents a new chapter in
3: luxury If you're like many people,
0: you may be surprised to learn that one in five adults in this country experienced mental illness last year. Yet, far too many fail to receive the support they need.
4: Carillon Behavioral Health is doing something about it. They understand that behavioral health
0: as a key part of whole health, delivering compassionate care that treats physical, mental, emotional, and social needs in tandem. Carillon Behavioral Health, raising the quality of life through empathy and action.
2: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio.
4: So I go to the liquor store, which we do every night before the show. You decided to stay to make coffee, which is always a a great idea.
5: Well, it's one of the things I do well in this world, Jason Smith. I have decided that I'm finding my wins wherever I can, and I make one hell of a cup of coffee.
4: So I go up there by myself, and I get in line to buy a couple of drinks. I got two waters and some ice cream. That's my night. Guy in front of me? It's like you're taunting me. What? You can have ice some ice cream. I'll no, give I you can't. as much I, ice I, cream I, as you want. I,
5: I, I can't
4: have the ice cream. Sure well, you can. You can have ice cream. Why not? Sure you can.
5: It may defeat me, but uh. that's a whole story for another time.
4: <laughs> so that's my
5: night. So, okay. You know,
4: I got two, two waters and some ice cream. Guy in front of me, six pack of Coca-Cola huh? and a big pack of Trojan fire and ice condoms. That's his night. Six pack of Coke? And I got condoms. Hell yeah. Probably have nice. liquor,
5: liquor at home already?
4: That's a, I, I don't know. Maybe you don't need it. Maybe you said if it's six pack of beer, it's I just got to get a six pack Maybe of Maybe the Coke.
5: captain's waiting at home. Coca Cola is
4: an aphrodisiac for her.
5: Oh, <laughs> get the sugar rush. When you crash, I mean, it's a final.
4: I, I was, I'm like, dude, what do I wanted to talk to the guy and go, what are you? But then I'm like, no, 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 no. no. You should have opened no, that no, no. door. You, have done where it. we're no located way. here no in way. the greater
5: Los Angeles area. No how do you not ask I, I those questions? <laughs> how do you not know. turn on your phone and say, sir, I'd like to interview for interview for a man on the street? Got a Explain segment. Explain it we're gonna to do. me. <laughs> what
4: do you got, golden headphones. What if I were to tell you that guy was picking up my order? <laughs> Well, you're here for another three hours, so I'm wondering what that means.
5: Either that or Coca-Cola is going to have to tell the polar bear to beat it. Hey, hey, if it lasts more than four hours, seek medical help. Listen, honey, I'll get to you when I get to the end of this six-pack of Coke,
4: okay? I was the oddest order I think I've ever seen.
5: We've seen not, a lot of things. Not just regular We've seen some random things, right? No, no. The, hey, I'm going to buy the commemorative tequila bottle that looks like a giant rifle. We've seen that purchase in the past. But but these are not just right. These are fire and ice condoms the that
4: marketing are designed, worked, designed for more passion and excitement. Why were you looking so closely? How well, because I put my stuff down. How do you know down? what they look like? Because the guy had his stuff down. I wasn't paying attention. And the guy says, here, put your stuff down. Because he saw me with the two waters and the ice cream. I said, oh, great. And I put it down. And I go, oh, that guy's got a six-pack of Coke and fire and ice condoms. How do we get them to sponsor the show? Fire and... Oh, that's a Cinderella song, fire and ice. There's a lot of songs. Pat Benatar does fire and ice? Yeah. Not yeah. fire and rain. Fire and ice.
5: Well, I mean, if we want to slow it down, we bring oh, in fire and rain. I've seen fire and I've seen condoms. I've seen lubricant... <laughs> I mean, Fire and Ice was a poem by Robert Frost. We (laughs) could recite that. That'll that'll be a little slide over baby, making love on a bed of clouds
4: kind of moment. Some say the world will end in fire. I say your world ends when I finish the last can of Coke from my six-pack. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance for more info. Visit Geico.com. I thought Pat Benatar had this. Slide over, baby. I got six Cokes and six condoms. That's how we're gonna go. We're gonna we're gonna alternate one we'll Coke. Ourselves. One, condom. That's right. one Coke, one condom. One Coke, one then we order pizza. It's
5: someone perhaps uh looking at a finals project <laughs> that they wanted to do an experiment. Hey, how's a human body respond to this? And
4: meanwhile, TJ, speaking of fire, we had this
5: from tonight. Oh, I
4: thought you were going gonna... to... him. Puts it up ahead to LeBron. The Cavs can take the lead. LeBron to the foul line. He thunders it home. ho! Oh, the Cavaliers have taken their first lead since 13-11 of the opening quarter. Cleveland! <laughs> as much fire as the Pacers were on in the first half, TJ, the ice... They turned to, in the second half, no amount of protection could save them from LeBron James.
5: Cold as ice, willing to sacrifice our love. <laughs> I, I really thought for a moment you were going to say that the Coke and condoms combination was in response to the NFL schedule. Report, no. <laughs> but we'll get to that in a moment. This was a tale of two halves in very uh, frenetic and, and confusing games, a game at times, watching just the, the big runs and, and how the the shooting just went deathly cold in the second half for the Pacers, no response. The Cavaliers playing, well, defense even worse than we've become accustomed to uh, throughout the end of the regular season and end of the playoffs. The 74 points scored in the first half. Like, okay, you know, you had people pushing panic buttons all across the NBA going, all right, we didn't worry about it because they'd been winning. But 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 what's this? And then they don't show up in the second half. No show. It was a 25-point
4: lead at halftime for Indiana. It was 74-49. It was over. And then what happened? Second half started, and Cleveland starts with a 13-3 run, in which Paul George is not really involved. And so now suddenly Cleveland's already cut it to 15 in the first few minutes. And then from there, LeBron and the Cavaliers – just reeled the Pacers in. LeBron, that dunk you were there part of a triple double night for him. Forty-one points, thirteen rebounds, twelve assists. He has a big night. Kyrie Irving was just okay. Kevin Love was just okay. But here's what happened: is that before we get to a big idea that that's got
5: me coming out of it, and I need mean the I like idea big in the ideas. Playoffs. That's what we do. I,
4: I'm not. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. This could be the idea of the playoffs, but.
5: Put Paul George in a Lakers no, uniform no, 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 already? Not yet, not yet, not yet. Wait Nick for Floyd. it. Wait for it. But you watch the
4: Cavaliers come back with LeBron on the floor and they decided, let's stick our shooters out there. I mean, they shot 44 threes tonight. They were 21 of 44 from the three-point line. There was a lot of there was extended minutes for Kyle Corver who hit threes. Channing Fry hit big threes, including the big three in the final minute that really put the game away. You saw these guys doing it. J.R. Smith was four for eight- and three-point range. So that offense of LeBron and a bunch of guys I can kick it out to for threes, that that was a different look the Pacers weren't ready for. I mean, For all of the collapsing, and yeah, you can blame the, the Pacers for a lot of things, that was a look that was a little bit of a different look that the Cavaliers gave them, is that here's LeBron who's going to dribble and penetrate, and there's guys open. And I got a couple of shooters with me now. It's not just one guy. It's like, okay, if it's going to kick out for a three, it's going to be to J.R. Smith they were able to do different things.
5: Well, and it gets harder in that you've got LeBron pulling up for a number of threes as well, right? He took 12 and was asked about it early in his postgame. As that rolls together, we'll bring you some of LeBron James' comments. But you had multiple guys between Love, Korver, J.R. Smith, all hit three or more three-pointers, and James, six of 12 himself. So the spacing certainly to the advantage uh, of the Cavaliers as the second half Wore on, and Paul George was invisible. Fire the and ice third was fi- You were fire, right? It's a fire and ice night, Mike Harmon. That's what it is. He came down from that coke eye. <laughs> I'm sorry, Coca Cola.
4: Coke a drug. <laughs> but here's my idea, and this is this is a little bit different, and it's never really been applied. But this is what has to. Let's happen. go. The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon. Bring live the, from heat. the Studios.
5: And it then is I'll time cool it down.
4: For Hack a LeBron. It is time for Hack a LeBron. I like it. LeBron, despite his big night tonight, just 7 out of 14 from the free throw line. He had a career low in free throws percentage this year. In fact, at this point, he's now trying to remake his stroke, working with Kyle Corver a lot after practice. Teron Liu had the statement on it the other day and said, I don't know why LeBron is changing. Keep it. I don't know. But LeBron, certainly mentally, he is not strong when it comes to free throws. Well, what is it, 67% shown,
5: yeah, for the year? He
4: has shown a weakness. And now what's he hitting in the, in the first round of the playoffs? He's not hitting very He's hitting about 50%. Send him to the free throw line every single time. Send him a Kawhi Leonard-like 20, 25 times to the free throw line. Not to beat him up but to put him at the line.
5: Well, I think beating him up is probably the way to go be, as but, well. But
4: people have wanted to do that for him for a long but LeBron is just so well, strong. I, I just
5: don't think people but have now, committed to it. No, but but now you, you got a lot of it. fouls to give. But he
4: was always a better free-throw shooter. It's like, okay, if I'm shooting 75%, that's yeah, it's still pretty good.
5: Yeah, but now you're desperate. No. This, is, this is where you can make but things interesting and really muddy it up.
4: You also realize that this is in LeBron's head, and this is not something that he can figure out a way past. I mean, you're talking about in the first round of the playoffs, he's working with Kyle Korver about – changing his his free-throw shooting stroke, so you know it's in his head. So you keep sending him to the free-throw line, he's going to keep missing.
5: He missed tonight. He could have put the game away a couple of times in the last 30 seconds,
4: but he kept missing free throws. And
5: Paul George had been able to hit one of the shots he took down the stretch when he wanted the ball.
4: It's time now to send him to the free-throw line that many times. Every game, he should be at the free-throw line 20, 25 times. And what's LeBron been so far? Tonight was the most he's had in the first round of the playoffs because he was there 14 times. But when you look at this series, he was there six times in game two, and he was there nine times in game one. That's not enough for a guy that's not shooting well from the free throw line. He's 55% right now in the first round. It's not getting better. He's not going to suddenly rediscover his stroke and now I'm be shooting 80 85%. That that's a weak that's a huge exploitable weakness. It's like why don't teams run more when John Lester is pitching? He's not going to hold you on at first base for whatever reason teams don't do that. You have to send 25 free throws a night. I want LeBron at the line 25 times. And yes, it's going to beat him up and it's going but even if it's just ticky-tack fouls. And I don't mean you got to grab him and you have to do the whole, like they do with the George. Road Warrior shoulder but tackles. When he's, yeah, when he's, dri- when he's driving the lane, give him a little elbow or a hip. If it doesn't get called, well, you get away with it. If it does get called, you send him to the line. 25 times he should be at the line. And then suddenly, maybe the game is different. This game certainly is different. Because if he's shooting 50% from the line, if he's 13 for 26 from the line, that's a big advantage for the other team. It's you, you got to hack a little bit, but... I said, don't just jump and do it that way. Don't do it in a way that's going to ignite the rest of the team. You have to do it and say, we're just going to keep sending the line. Elbows, whatever it is, he's going to get frustrated because it's in his head. Certain things are not, but this is absolutely in his head. If I'm the Pacers, I do that in game four. I do it exclusively. In the next round of the playoffs, I do it exclusively. You have to do that because that's the weakness of Cleveland right now. In the Eastern Conference, that's how you're going to beat Cleveland, sending LeBron to the line 25 times a night.
5: You're trying to find a hole in in what they bring to the table. We know defensively they're going to have lapses. They give up a lot of points. Night after night, we're talking 100-plus as we've gotten deep into the season and the playoffs. So you're going to be able to work against that them defensively. And certainly... When when you're getting the other side and you're trying to take LeBron off his game, so he's not the one controlling tempo and finding open spots, bumping him off the mark, like you got a lot of fouls to give. Suddenly you extend that bench if you got to give up a couple of big extra fouls from extra big men that don't play many minutes. I think it's all all to the better. I'd I'd love to see the winner of Milwaukee and Toronto get after that. In the next round, because it'll give us something else to talk about beyond just LeBron versus Giannis. Back of LeBron. Number. Now here, here's here's a LeBron. stat for you: twenty-five being that number. You say you want him to the line twenty-five times. When they this game was at its biggest lead for the Pacers. The Cavaliers were twenty-five to one to come back. Twenty-five. Oh, we should have called Todd Furman twenty-five mm. to one. You know what, he Todd, you mentioned him. He had a great uh, tweet earlier. Where it was, uh, he was all excited because it was the empty page mm-hmm. on one of his phone apps <laughs> saying, In just three short hours, this will all be filled with week one betting yeah. lines.
4: <laughs> the Jason Smith show, Jason Mike Harmon. Meanwhile, just to hear what reaction is, because the last time we heard someone get asked about their stat line, they replied with, I don't give a blank, we lost. Yeah, how do you top that? That was Russell Westbrook last night. Paul George in defeat for the Pacers tonight. A near triple-double with 36 points, 15 rebounds, and 9 assists. When he was asked about his stat light after the game, did he go full Westbrook?
5: I don't give a about the line. He lost.
4: (laughs) He did a good impression of Westbrook. That sounded really good, huh? Very nice. Uh, We'll have more on Paul. You will hear from Paul George later on this hour. Uh, Really, the more it gets to it, you realize Paul George in his last days in Indiana. Oh, yeah. It's it's everything going on this series is pointing to, you, I just have to get out.
5: Well, that's why we said we, they didn't need to trade for him and give up assets. He wants out. You get him for a bucket of balls like the Knicks will get for Carmelo. But coming up next, it's a huge day in the NFL. You now know where
4: your favorite team is playing, who they're playing, and when they're playing. And oh boy, did the NFL have a complete biff in making their schedule. We'll break it down for you next. Hey, it's
5: 420, everybody. I was all ready to invoke my best Robert Plant. We were listening to the immigrant song. I thought fire and ice is the theme of the night. Yeah. I, I thought, thought... we'd get one of the themes from Game of Thrones, Now <laughs> you and I would be inspired to fight here in the Geico Studios. It's also known as
4: NFL Drug Testing Day.
5: Happy of Hey, everybody. welcome to the new year. Tell me
4: what, that guy right now that was in front of me at the liquor store a few minutes ago. He's at a party right now with a six-pack of Coca-Cola and the fire and ice condoms that he bought, and he is having a party.
5: It's either a party of two, or he just walked up to a bunch of folks at the bar down the street and said, here's what I'm envisioning. He got six sodas.
4: That's all I'm saying. He
5: got six. He either really likes sugar and caffeine, and he's looking to do a considerable amount of damage, or he's testing you know, whether he can have nice balloons. It's- I don't know. The joy of six
4: Diet Cokes and Cokes, TJ. The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. We'll have more on the NBA coming up in a little bit right now. It is all Memphis. Take that for data. Take 70- that for data. 72-58. They How's the free San throw uh,
5: free throw uh, disparity looking today? a uh, three fifty
4: seven to go in the third quarter. I'm glad you asked. The San Antonio Spurs at the free throw line tonight. Seventeen times. How about but they're that? not gonna rook us. The Memphis Grizzlies at the free throw line tonight. Nine times. Uh, However
5: only two times for Zach Randolph.
4: They are shooting fifty five percent from the floor, so that is, you know, having a lot to do with the Zebos having a big night. He's twenty one and eight in yeah. just twenty four minutes. Marcus Saul is having a nice night. So is Mike Conley. So, so far, everything is okay, but we will, of course, be waiting with bated breath on David Fisdale's post-game press conference. I, I Something- busted
5: out extra turntables. We've got some sh- strobe lighting being installed while we speak.
4: Something I, I never thought I'd say 48 hours ago. We'll be waiting with bated breath for what David Fisdale has to say after the game tonight. But, Explain it to me. Uh, we will. Don't worry. Today was a big day in the NFL. It was NFL schedule release day. We found out. Everybody found out. All the days and times where your favorite teams are playing, who you're playing, when you're playing. People are making trips. When's the bye week so I can schedule a wedding? All of these things. And you, you want the you want the fire or the ice part of of this conversation first, Mike Harmon? Bring the pain. Ice. So what does that mean? You want fire? I understand. Some people like fire. Some people like ice. Robert Frost.
5: Well, you keep sending people to hell. So let's know? go fire first.
4: So the bad stuff first? You want yeah. the bad first? Oh, sure. This is maybe the, on paper. This is the worst Monday Night Football schedule I've ever seen. It's
5: really not very good.
4: It's God. awful. Look, these are the games. This is where you go for the games of Monday Night Football. Regular season. We start out with a double-header, Saints Vikings and Chargers Broncos. Already the first regular season Monday night football game, you're telling me a game I can skip. As an average football fan, do I really feel the need to see Saints and Vikings? And that's the way it goes on and on. Then you have the Lions and the Giants. Then you get into October when it's intra divisional matchup from October 9th All the way through till the end of the regular season. It's almost like they lobbied for the Thursday night football. (laughs) Hey, can we go with Thursday night? That was a load of crap. Can we get a big bucket of crap? We'll pay you extra. We're ESPN. What did we say the biggest thing hurting nationally televised games were? Games that you can skip because we get so saturated with football. When you get the national televised games on Sunday, Monday, and Thursday, you got to give me something extra or ratings are just going to keep bleeding off. And you'll see that. Trust me, this year, ratings are going to keep bleeding off of su- of Monday and Thursday nights. Why? Because we keep getting divisional matchups. Games that don't matter, but to a very small portion of the country. You have to give me stuff that I don't get to see all the time. And I don't care if you hate ESPN. You say, we're going to keep all the good games on Sunday night because the Sunday night schedule is fantastic. You realize you're hurting your own product. That Monday and Thursday night games are just as people. You want more people to watch them, like you want to watch Sunday night, but you give a load of dog crap games on Monday and Thursday. I don't care. Look, as not excited fan, for Eagles Panthers as an average fan. That, uh, look, Thursday game. <laughs> as I, as I say, when you open with Saints Vikings, yeah. Okay, the Vikings aren't going to be watchable. Because it's going to be Sam Bradford and no Adrian Peterson. All
5: right. Latavius Murray may or may not be back from his ankle surgery that he had right (laughs) after they signed him. The Saints aren't coming off winning the Super Bowl. This this is a game
4: that you're saying I can skip. And when you get to the interdivisional games, you are telling me, skip these games. Vikings-Bears, Colts-Titans, Redskins-Eagles, Broncos-Chiefs, Lions-Packers, Dolphins. Falcon Seahawks is their best game, and that's not. But you don't know. Maybe the Falcons stink this year. And I get that you don't know what teams are going to be really good. I understand that. But go by what it is right now. Intradivisional matchups suck out loud. It, it tells the fan you don't need to pay attention. Unplug and go do something else. Look, the Sunday night games. It's hard to miss any of these. All right, you got Packers Falcons to start. Mm-hmm. Then you got Raiders Washington. You have the Chiefs and the Texans, the Giants and the Broncos. Falcons, Patriots, Steelers, Lions. You have a lot of great games. You got Patriots, Broncos. These are all great matchups. You got the Steelers and the Packers. All great games. But how many must watch teams are on Monday Night Football? There's not many must watch teams in the NFL. The Patriots, the Steelers, the Cowboys, the Packers. Those are your teams, and they make very few appearances on Monday and Thursday night. Sunday night's great. It's like, it's okay, NBC, we love you. We're going to keep giving you the great games, and we're going to force you to watch football for an extra three and a half hours on Sunday night. But on Monday and Thursday, I'm going to say, you know what? I don't need to watch. Trust me. You will see, just like last year, ratings will drop a few percentage points, and it's going to be now over the course of the last three years, look at what ratings have done on Monday and Thursday nights because you ha- you can't just throw any game out there anymore. You would think the NFL would have learned by now. But they have it. So they give us this stuff on Monday and Thursday nights, and you and I can be sitting in the studio going, okay, let's make some stuff up. Oh, no, no, no. We'll we'll celebrate
5: every one of the 256. That's what we do here. You have to stop saying it's not. From the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, that is what we do. Stop saying that. It's the first time I've said it for 2017. You said
4: it every day for like Uh, 75 days in a row. It is my mantra. I'm going to have a t-shirt
5: made up, and I'm going to wear it, and I'm going to have socks made, and a thong, and I am going. Whoa, really? I didn't say anybody was going to see it. I just said there might be one day you'll say, well, where's the – Where's the graphics me, of that, you that where, shirt? You
4: have a six-pack of Coke and fire and ice <laughs> condoms with your, uh, I celebrate all the 256 thongs. If
5: I get a, uh, a sponsorship deal out of one of those, inquire within, ask well, we how about a Fresca? Perhaps we can make that happen.
4: Can you even fit that saying on a thong? Sure. I celebrate all the two. You can't. No way. I celebrate all the 256 on a thong. There's no you way.
5: You're pretty small. No. <laughs> Force people to look.
4: Listen, <laughs> Monday Night Football... <laughs>
5: Hey, Attention, Frostman, Frostman, to do detail. me a
4: favor, get real close to Harmon's ass and see what it says on his thong. I mean,
5: I don't want to get that close, so you got to do it. You're the Attention producer. Attention to detail. That's what we do here on the Jason Smith Show for Fox Sports Radio. One thing they did do in the Monday night football schedule is there are a number of games that, while you may not care on a larger football perspective for fantasy purposes, they're absolutely huge. Yes, right. But Washington, Kansas City. You've got some players that you'll what, be watching to perc- see what Kirk but Cousins. But what
4: percentage of the fans are going to say, "Well, I have cousins. I have that." That's a small percentage that's saying, "I got to watch this game for fantasy." You're, you need a broader buddy, appeal. I'm, of I'm games, buddy, I'm grasping at straws. I know buddy. you are.
5: <laughs> what, what I'm going down this road? You know, you you started making the Monday schedule look a lot like Thursday night football, where it's divisional matchups. And I get you're trying to. You're trying to be nice and play nice with the Players Association because of all the travel concerns, the short weeks, the things that we see related to health and injury statuses and everything that goes down that road. So I understand that it's a game you have to play to a degree, but there are very few games on this schedule that you get excited about. Could Christmas night Oakland and Philadelphia be great? Sure. But that is—that's assuming Derek Carr's still in one piece, and that Carson Wentz, yeah, <laughs> and Alshon Jeffrey are getting along and, and everything, and Alshon Jeffrey's actually playing to where they have any relevance. Tampa Bay—they could be great. They could be three and thirteen again. <laughs> <laughs> they could be great. Could be we'll find out on—we'll find out on Hard Knocks pretty uh, pretty quickly. What do you got, Golden Headphones? As much as the Monday Night Football schedule stinks, uh-huh. it could have been a lot worse. I
4: thought
6: so I
5: think st- we owe them a thank you for not well, putting I, the Jets on. I, wait a minute, wait a there, minute. there is a, a notable omission there. Yeah.
4: I thought you were going to say, as much as this Monday night schedule stinks, if I have to get next to Harmon's ass to look at his thong, that's going to stink even worse. I'd rather watch 16 straight Jet games. Oh, I'm, what, a, I'm coming to kick your the ass The greatness right now. of
5: the Raiders. By the way, October 16th, Colts at Tennessee. Ooh. Hey, that's pretty good, buddy. Ooh. Uh, Is Andrew Luck's shoulder still in in (laughs) socket? Man, there's so many questions to be answered on the next edition of Soap. Twitter at,
4: wow, I like that. Twitter at how about a fresca. Barkley, get up here. Jason, Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. We'll have more NFL coming up in a bit, but in one minute we'll go live to Cleveland for the latest on the big comeback, the 3-0 lead, and my hack LeBron strategy. i tell you. I think I hit on something. This is Ingve Malmsteen, everybody. Ingve Malmsteen. Malmsteen makes an appearance. <laughs> yes! Fire and Ice by Ingve Malmsteen. The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you can save on auto insurance. If you miss why it's Fire and Ice Night, well, number one, you had to listen earlier. Number two, you can download our show every night right after the show is over. Go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Get it right there. Again, pretty much right after the show is over, it goes right up.
5: Listen to it. Rate us. Give us five stars. We will love you forever. And right now, we're celebrating the musical stylings of the Stockholm, Sweden name, Mm. Ingve Malmsteen so a huge comeback tonight for the Cleveland Cavaliers
4: they come from 25 down at the break to beat Indiana 119 114 a huge night for LeBron James a triple double 41 13 and 12. yay joining us now on the hotline is Mr. Cleveland drive time host WHBC in Ohio there's a reason why they call him Mr. Cleveland Kenny Rota. Kenny what's happening
1: Oh, just another night at the office for LeBron James, <laughs> making history, coming back from 26 down, throwing up his 17th triple-double in playoff history, second 40-point triple-double to tie Oscar Robertson. So just another night at the office.
5: Okay, that's great. Why did they stink in the first half?
1: <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, was, I wish I had the answer because I wrote them off at halftime, guys. I, said, I told my co-host, uh, Jeff Turk, today during the show, I had a bad feeling about tonight. I figured they'd be flat. This was a must-win for Indiana, and I thought they were going to lay an egg. Well, I was half right. They did that in the first half. Why the hell it happened that way, I have no idea. But David Griffin, the GM of this team, has said it best. This team is at its best when it faces its biggest adversity. And we saw that last year in the NBA Finals, down three games to one. They come all the way back, make history there. And tonight, here they are, down 25 at the half. It got the 26 in the second half, and they erase that, come back and get the win, and make history again. For whatever reason, these guys like it best when their backs are against the wall, and they seem to, to focus better uh, when that's the case. I don't know why. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I, I At the beginning of the season, I had more hair than I have right now, so I'm losing <laughs> hair as the season goes along. By the end of the, the playoffs, I may be bald. I don't get it, but that's the way it is.
5: Well, you're going to get to write a book out of
1: it. Uh, maybe. That's what everybody else, I don't know why I haven't. Everybody else has written a book about the Cavaliers so far.
4: Well, I, I may throw a little bit of damp water on your, uh, on your theory here. Cause I, am going to tell you All how right. to beat the Cavaliers. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm going to do that. And, and you're going to say that's the best strategy anybody can employ. You ready? Okay. Whether it's the Pacers or further on in the playoffs, I play hack of LeBron and I send him to the free throw line 25 times a game. Because the free throws are in his head, Kenny. You go back this year. He had his worst year free throw shooting. He's changing his shot now with Kyle Korver working on it after practice. Teron Lu said the other day, I don't know that I would change. Whatever it is, whether he continues on or not, it's in his head. His free throw woes are in his head. LeBron James shooting nine times from the free throw line. No, he was seven out of 14 tonight. Could have put the game away a couple of times in the final 45 seconds, but missed free throws. I don't just wrap him up like DeAndre Jordan. I just make sure on every drive he gets an elbow, he gets a hip. If it doesn't get called, great, we get away with it. If it gets called, we send him to the line because it's in his head. He is not a good free-throw shooter. And if you put that part of his game and suddenly now he's got to worry about going to the free-throw line, if you're looking for an Achilles heel for the Cavaliers, I think I just
1: found it. Uh, that's the one chink in his armor. I don't disagree with you about his free throws. It is in his head. A career low this year from the free throw line. So, yeah, if I'm the opposed, especially in the fourth quarter, right, in a close game, uh, I'm not letting him get off three-point shot. Hell, I'll even follow him on three, a three-point shot, right? Make him make three free throws to get the three points instead of hitting a 35-footer, which seems to be no problem for him, right? So uh, I understand where you're coming from, and uh, I don't know if you found the entire game because you might run out of players. You're only allowed to dress, what, uh, 12? Uh, in 15 or whatever it is in the playoffs, I'm not sure. But uh, in the fourth quarter, if the game's close or you want to go on a run or you feel it's slipping away, that is definitely something you might want to do to see if he can answer uh, you know, the call at the free-throw line because you're right, it is in his head.
5: Way to do it as you're slowing down, you know, giving up a 25-point lead. Jason Smith, show here, mm-hmm. Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the Geico Studios on the hotline with us. The – Host Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 on 1480 WHBC, Mr. Cleveland, the Kenny Rhoda on Twitter. Our buddy Kenny Rhoda joins us, as he will, throughout the playoffs. And and Kenny, one of the things this team also, LeBron, 12 three-point attempts, seeing an awful lot of work beyond the arc and forcing Indiana to chase and stretch and and guys getting quality looks, just an interesting change instead of trying to pack it in and, and work from the block.
1: This team adjusts to whatever the defense is doing. That, that's the great thing. You have high IQ guys on this team when it comes to basketball. LeBron, they bring over Darren Williams, who I wanted to cast off uh, at the end of yeah. the regular season. I think I called him uh, John Bagley without any skills. Well, uh, he's played well as of late, but he's a high basketball IQ guy. Kyrie Irving, how about, how about Ty Lue tonight? Sitting Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love, two-thirds of the big three, on the bench tonight in that fourth-quarter comeback. Uh, get king size cojones for, for Ty Lue for doing that and letting the guys who had the hot hand uh, be at uh, Fry shooting threes, knocking those big shots down. Uh, Darren Williams, as I mentioned there. Iman Shumpert had one of the best zero-field goal, zero-point <laughs> games I've seen in a long time because all he did was play defense and, and try and keep Paul George or whoever in check, and, and it worked. So uh, I give Ty Lue a lot of credit for the job he did and letting the guys that got them back in the game finish the game. And the Cavaliers adjusted, and they're a good three-point shooting team, one of the best in the NBA. They went 21 of 44. And you know this, Jason and Mike. One of the ways to get back in a game, if you're down double digits or 20 points or more, you got to start chucking up threes and hope that you make some. And once you make some, you gain that momentum. And you start putting doubt in the opposition's of mind, and you, you start coming back. And that's exactly what happened here tonight. Uh, when I mean, LeBron shoots 12 threes, and, and a couple of those were, I, you know, the old rock and jock games on uh, uh, MTV. Those would have been like five-point shots they would have counted for where he was shooting them from. Uh, but he was just in that zone, and he had that feel, and 41-13-12, and, and they get the win.
4: Follow him on Twitter, at the Kenny TheKennyRota. That's at the Kenny TheKennyRota, WHBC 1480 in Ohio. Drive time host, Mr. Cleveland. Kenny, as always, appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk to you next week. Good luck.
1: Cleveland! All right, guys. Thanks. See you.
4: See you, buddy. There goes Kenny Rota. I mean it, Mike. Look, Cleveland, you're not going to find many ways to beat them, especially Eastern Conference. But when something is affecting someone mentally, you have to take advantage of it. I mean, wh- whether you like the strategy or not, you feel like, ah, uh, I'm not, you know, it's, it's not a gentleman's strategy, like the teams that don't want to run on John, I used the, this analogy before, the teams that don't run as much on John Lester because, oh boy, the guy's got the yips, he can't throw to first base, no, screw that, he's not throwing his fastball five miles an hour less because, no. oh, you're not running on him. If someone can't do it, and especially if it's LeBron, you send him to the line, that has a, a a chain reaction throughout the team because suddenly now you can't put your best guy in the line to ice games. And he's a question mark now when he has a chance to take over a game. You can slow it down, slow them down, because suddenly he's not going to start hitting free throws. That just doesn't happen to someone. If you're struggling, oh, now I got it. Now my stroke is back. When it's because all free throws, it's in your head. Because muscle memory should have you a pretty good free throw shooter by a certain point in your career. But LeBron's loss this year, the fact he's talking about changing now and is is training to do it with Kyle Korver, that's in his head. Free throw line every single time. This is where
5: we get him in touch with Rick Barry and, and teach him that. But Paul George, he addressed it in the postgame. We'll hear a bit of it later. It just, he was so ineffective and failed to lead. After calling out teammates the last couple of games, he had the opportunity to at least try to slow down the momentum and the comeback in the huge third quarter that the Cavaliers had. Failed to do so altogether and watched helplessly as the lead shrunk quickly, letting LeBron James get all the superlatives that Kenny Rhoda wanted to throw out. You see how quickly I doused that? See how quickly I doused that? No, 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 no. I'm not praising him totally. You got some other problems here.
4: The Jason Smith Show, Fox Sports Radio. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, maybe the best troll job of the year in sports happened tonight in the NBA playoffs. You'll hear it, Fox. Mike Harmon
5: was a preacher's son when his calves would show up. He
4: He really would
5: turn things around in a hurry. The narrative, immense. I mean, we're talking trilogy if we're going films. The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon. Good news. Good news. Coo-coo.
4: There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more in car insurance. Great news. Great news. Kuku 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 for Geico. Right now, NBA. The Grizzlies are up by 20 over San Antonio, 89 69.
7: Take that for data. Man. So at
5: least the, the Pacers and the Cavaliers put on somewhat of a show. Yeah. Right? First half stunk. We're getting But it gave you a tonight. bunch of oh, yeah. talking points. Yep. And it got close towards the end. Mm-hmm. And then this game, this game's been awful. Other than uh, getting to watch Zebo go to work down low. This is an
4: extended time to wait for the David Fisdale postgame press conference. That's what we're waiting for. I'd
5: want him to just sit down and go, let's do it.
4: <laughs> I really, I mean, his first words are must listen. What is he going to say?
5: Best $30,000 my players ever spent.
4: Alex from Alex from Stroh's.
5: <laughs> but maybe the best troll
4: job in sports this year. There's trolling, and then there's what happened tonight before the Bucks raptors game. The Bucs beat the Raptors, crushed them. 10477. We'll have more on the Bucks coming up in a second because, you know, when I'm right about something in a big prediction, I like to talk about it. But during the po- the pregame introduction, as the Raptors starting lineup was being announced, listen to what was being played over the PA system. Again, while the Raptors at TJ, remember, a Raptor is a dinosaur.
6: From Missouri, 6'8", number 5, Damari Carroll. At the other forward from the Republic of Congo, 6'10", number 9, Sergi Bacca A 7-foot center from Lithuania, number 17, Jonas Valanciunas. At guard from USC, 6'7", number 10, DeMar DeRozan. And at the other guard from Villanova, 6'1", number 7, Kyle Lowry. The head coach for Toronto is Dwayne Casey.
5: Party comes to play with us whenever we may need him.
4: The Raptors played like Barney tonight, TJ. They played the theme song to Barney. How about that? During the intros for the Raptors. That is brilliant. That's that's just brilliant. Because you know, no one can say, Oh, this was Low class. No one can say that. You played a kid's theme song. You didn't play something with a bunch of cursing in it. You didn't play video, or audio of any of these guys saying anything embarrassing. We just played a, a children's television show theme song.
5: Brilliant. That's all. It would have been great if it then escalated to, By God, it's Selena Gomez! Sing it! Because she was on that show. He was one of the kids. Hey, man, I like Barney,
4: man. It's 420. Look at Barney because he's purple. Remember the SNL skit with Barkley and Barney, man? That was funny. So what you're intimating is
5: that the Raptors may or may not have been in a chemically (laughs) altered state.
4: I'm not going to say that. I'm I'm just saying that a very funny thing, that's the ultimate troll job.
5: It is a very good troll job. Kind of like when... You're calling for a certain piece of sound, and t Shirt gives you a oh, Nationals yeah. highlight or something. When I say, hey, I'm in the studios, that's the
4: best. Here's a Bryce Harper grand slam. Well, that's, a better, that's better trolling that than when a, that happens.
5: That's a pretty good troll job.
4: But let me just say this because you weren't here last week when I made my big first round upset pick in the NBA playoffs. Uh-huh. And I said, watch out for Milwaukee. Watch out. This is a team that is really coming together. It's not just Giannis. They have, with Greg Monroe off the bench now, he comes off the bench with a great move by Jason Kidd. He contributes in a big way. He's a he's an 18-8 guy every single night. Della Vadova contributes, and Beasley off the bench gives you points. This team is fantastic. Watch out. I mean, that's kind of like a sleeping giant. Not a sleeping giant, but like a, it's a really good team that nobody's paying attention to that Jason Kidd is putting together in Milwaukee. Brogdon, who is going to get big-time Rookie of the Year votes as well. Oh, by the way, the one guy in the draft I was right about last year that he was going to be good. He didn't even have a big game tonight. He only had four points. No, that's right. This is he didn't to. need to. Watch out. I'm telling you, watch out for the Bucks. I know it's 2-1, and it's but watch out. This is a really... Really talented team. They're really coming together.
5: Can't wait to see them play the Cavaliers in the next round. We even oh. got a De Den- Vedova sighting. Debi- the- debi- debi- De- debi- De- De- that? Yeah, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Fun stuff all around. Holding Toronto to 32% shooting from the night. Kyle Lowry with another subpar performance. Two out of three. Pretty bad. Twitter at
4: How About a Fresca. Coming up next, we get back <roasting> to the biggest story in the NBA, and we talk six-pack of Coke And fire and ice condoms. Yes!
5: Fox.
4: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info. Visit geico.com. We'll get back into LeBron and Paul George. You'll hear from both of them following the Cavaliers' epic comeback tonight, down 25 at halftime, 26 early in the third. They come from behind to win LeBron James a triple-double For the Cavs, that series, now three games to none in favor of Cleveland. But I decided to look something up. Yeah. Since we spent some time talking about this tonight. I wanted to look it up and get more information on it.
5: I thought it was the wor- is this the word choice thing of whether it's inter or intra divisional? When we're ta- people are getting okay. kind of angry at you about that, we're getting into your wordsmithing again.
4: There are yes, there's the the, the grammar police are out hot and heavy tonight when it, when we talk NFL schedules and I talk ah! divisional schedules. How
5: do they stack up against the Dream Police? <laughs> the Dream <tree> Police <laughs> leaving so, no pop culture stone unturned. Or what about just the police? It, it, Mike Harmon, don't <laughs> sit so close
4: to me. You're my radio partner. Anyway, right before the show tonight, I went to the liquor store like we normally do. You normally come, but you made coffee tonight, which is awesome.
5: I make the best cup of coffee. You do.
4: I'll tell you what. You make coffee like, you know. Bonnie. It's a lot better. Bonnie, Bonnie makes horrible coffee. Bonnie, Bonnie's coffee tastes like crap. I make good coffee. So I go up to the liquor store, and I get my two bottles of water and ice cream. And I'm waiting in line. And I put my stuff down on the liquor store, on the on the, uh, the the desk, and, you know, in front, on the counter.
5: Is that and... to free up your hands so you could cheer whatever wrestling was on? And
4: yeah! yeah! Those guys watch wrestling all the time on there. <laughs> and the guy in front of me was buying a six-pack of Coca-Cola uh-huh. and Trojan Fire and Ice condoms. Wow. Not just
5: regular condoms, but Fire and Ice was condoms. Was it a special combo pack? I, I uh, No. <laughs> No, they're... Now, that's, that's a branding synergy that you can't stop. Now, I've never seen this fire and ice
4: condom because I'm, if I'm thinking what it, it would be... I don't know.
5: You should watch more commercials late at I, night. Oh, I, you're either going to get a, a dating hotline <laughs> or you're going to get stuff for uh, uh condoms. Uh, Hi, you
4: want to talk sports or just talk? Call me at 877-99-ON-FOX.
5: Hey, hey, we're looking to branch out and expand the branding here. <laughs> Go ahead, Frostberg. <laughs> How wealthy was this guy?
4: I don't, I don't. What do you mean? How well? I don't know. He was wearing a dress shirt. I don't, I don't know. know. He had. It's a very fist. important question here. Uh, he was wealthy enough to buy fire and ice condoms he and a six have just pack of Coke. A six pack of Coke and some icy hot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's good for anybody's pleasure. I, I don't. No, no. That's have you seen that's the Shaq like a that's like a
5: wager. Chuck <laughs> tells you it's good. Oh, oh, very. I right, just. Well, I mean,
4: if we look, put the pad on your back. It feels pretty good. <laughs> I gotta say, I like it. I can't do shacked in a fool no more because JaVale McGee actually had a good game. So instead, I listened to radio. Heard a guy talking about fire and ice condoms. So gonna have that instead. It's gonna be shacked in a condom.
5: There you go. You get a ten pack uh, of fire and ice uh, sent to you by by Saturday. For oh, like it was a, a the big b- no.
4: It wasn't the three count. It was the no, ten no, this is this is a ten count. All right, because I, I I you know thinking of what this must mean. I don't know how, again, I don't know how good that pleasure is for anybody. It that says, means he doesn't have to work
5: on Friday is what that means. It, it's, a, <laughs> we're having a big we're night. We're having a big night. I'm going to finish this Coca-Cola yeah. and then we're going to get busy. That's NFL schedule release night kind of party right there. Uh,
4: it, fire and ice condoms supposedly are designed for more passion and excitement. Each condom also is electronically tested to
5: help ensure reliability. and <laughs> <laughs> It's tested All before right, it's you purchase them, right? Condoms good. They don't have a guy sent in from the pen. Hey, let's make I'm sure great. this one's well, still operational. What are you going to
4: do? It's electronically tested. Like they have a guy testing.
5: Yeah, this uh, one's good. Hey, Here you sh- go. Sh- package sh- it up. It's Jurassic Park. Shh, <laughs> <laughs> shh. He's going to try one now. Wait a minute. Here you go. Wait, I just tried to package hey, it. The guys entering. the they're, they're entering the raptor package. Shh, shh. I'm more worried about the six pack of Coke, to be honest. <laughs> That guy trying to go blind? I, I don't. You know, instead of a six pack of of uh, alcohol, it's six pack of Coke. And, hey, before I allow you to buy this soda, he wants here's a, B, a. You know, from Wilford he wants he wants a
4: sugar rush, obviously. And here's seven unicorn frappuccinos. <laughs> sir.
5: <laughs> holy cow! Well,
7: holy cow!
5: He'll be able to use the entire package of the yeah. fire and ice if he just I, I, I paces himself with the Coca-Cola. I don't, Either that or he's got a lot of friends ready to, to dive in. I mean, we are located in an, a special right. area here in Los Angeles. Who wants a Coke? Coke. Coke. Who wants a condom? Condom. Condom. Oh, you want two condoms? Condoms. So it there. may be a late-night film session I'm buying. and not of the football-watching variety. Six-pack
4: of Coke, and you wait till I finish that last one. That's going to be 749 grams of sugar down this gullet. And then I'm I'm going to work it off. (laughs) I'm going to open all ten of these
5: all at once. What is that? I'll have them all and then never mind. (laughs) Twitter and how about a fresca?
4: The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Meanwhile, speaking of fire and ice, it was ice in the first half for the Cavaliers, but fire in the second LeBron James, a triple-double for the Cavs in their 119-114 win over Indiana, a game that looked like it was done at halftime. Indiana was up 25, 74-49 at halftime. That was it. Paul George wound up having a near triple-double night. He was 36-15-9. It was over. But then the Cavaliers go on a 13-3 run to start the second half, and they creep back in it. And then they stay in it. As you see, a little bit of a different lineup that the Cavaliers used. It was LeBron and a bunch of three-point shooters. And tonight, they shot 44 threes. They made 21 of them. Kyle Korver made four. You had Channing Fry made four, including that huge one in the final couple of minutes there. Kevin Love made three. LeBron made six. J.R. Smith made four. It was a very big night. And that was a different look that the Indiana Pacers Couldn't really compete with. Well, okay, LeBron's going to drive and dish, and there's always a shooter open. They come all the way back and they win it by five. And after the game, LeBron James talked about what started working for him on offense.
6: You know, I'm not, you know, the best shooter on the team when it comes to three pointers. We got JR and Channing and Kyle and, you know, and Champ, you know, and Kyrie. These guys got three point contest trophies in the house. So, you know, for me, I just just try to keep the defense off balance. You know, and tonight I was able to do that. I was able to get into the paint, and get to the free throw line, make a couple of shots outside, and uh, just open it up for all of us.
5: Second in the NBA this year, averaging almost thirty-four three pointers a game, behind the frenetic pace of the Houston Rockets, uh, and just ahead of the Celtics, for the, who were in third. You, you look at the way they got back into this game. The ineffectiveness of Indiana. Paul George was invisible. He was zero for five. In the third quarter, after having a huge first half, he had 23 points in the first half, and then couldn't do anything to stop the bleeding. And suddenly, you're playing every possession and trying to keep pace and stop the momentum of LeBron James.
4: You know, one thing, pretty We have to, we have to clear this up a little bit. You heard him say "champ" there in in the, in the middle, and you think, is it's it David champ- Kehner? Is it champ? Ron, come on, Ron! <laughs> Chicken,
5: Run! chicken of the cave.
4: Ron, get off Christina Applegate. Ron, Ron. No champ is James Jones, who didn't even play tonight because you know James Jones, everywhere he goes, he follows LeBron. He has the rings, so it's not a bad way to be though. Champ is James Jones's nickname, but you know I like how LeBron wanted to talk about all the guys that hit threes tonight. Well, I make sure I I get James Jones in. He didn't even play. You know what <laughs> no, though? He did.
5: There. He did a big job in the second half warmups. He hit a couple. Mm-hmm. You know, like Romo did when he was suiting up yeah. for the for the Mavericks, he would have got a lot of love, for Cleland, you know, kind sure. of thing. Same same kind of emotional uh, uplifting experience from uh, Champ. I'm gonna call him <laughs> and see if he is this Champ. <laughs> we'll find out
4: <laughs> who is Champ. Dun, 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 dun. But here's the thing: coming off this game, as good as it was for LeBron, they're up three zip. They're they're gonna win this series, and 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 wait, wait for those Milwaukee Bucks, chomp, 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 chomp. The strategy to beat the Cavaliers in the playoffs right now is clear. Put LeBron James on the free throw line. Hack a LeBron. You know, not not that you do it like DeAndre Jordan where you wrap the guy up when you feel like you want to put a guy in the line. But LeBron James is not making his free throws. But more importantly than that, it's in his head. He's normally 70%, 75% from the free throw line. You, you're 75%, you're, you're pretty good. But this year was a career low, 67%. In fact, so much in his head... He's working with Kyle Korver on changing his free-throw shooting stroke. Teron Liu talked about it the other day and said, I don't think LeBron should be messing with anything. The guy's the best player in the world. Don't do it. Don't do it. But you can tell whether he continues on, whether he works with Kyle Korver or not, it doesn't matter. The free-throw shooting thing is in his head. And when you can get in somebody's head, especially LeBron's, the benefits are immense. Because now you're talking about the best player in the game who suddenly – You can foul and send to the free throw line late in games, and he won't make them. He had a chance tonight to put the game away in the final minute. Missed free throws. Was 7 out of 14 from the line tonight. He's just hovering over 50% from the line for this series. Don't just say we're going to the line in the beginning of a possession, but when he's driving the lane, give him a bump, send him to the line, make him, and maybe you don't get called for it, but maybe... You send him there, and he misses the first, or he misses one out of two. Definitely in the fourth quarter, definitely down the stretch in the final period when it's like, okay, instead of LeBron taking a three, which I don't want him to, instead of him taking a jumper, which I don't want him to, driving the lane, which I don't want him to, I'll put him at the line. Because when something like this is a mental block, and that's what free throw shooting is, it's, it's, it's a mental block. Because at this point in your career, you should have the muscle memory to make free throws, make the adjustments.
5: Well, and he has been a much better free throw sh- shooter at times in right. his career. he has. He's been, yeah. Right. You so. know,
4: not like quite like Shaq would say, oh, when it counts, I'll make him. Yeah, okay. But <laughs> this is not going to suddenly remedy itself. So now you take away a big weapon from the Cavaliers, the biggest weapon in the league. You're, you're taking away a guy that you put him on the line and don't know what he's going to do in the final eight, ten minutes of the
6: game. He's a weapon. You, you
4: send him there all the time, and you see what difference that makes in the fourth quarter. Would have made a huge difference tonight. Because he wasn't shooting well and suddenly instead of, hey, let letting him shoot from the field where he was fourteen for twenty-seven, put him at the line where he was seven out of fourteen. He's not going to just start making them. So now you're leveling the playing field. The Pacers should have done it tonight. They should do it for game four to stay alive. And the Bucks in the next round do the same thing. Especially when it gets late, where send him to the line. Hack a LeBron. It'll be a topic that takes off like wildfire and people will steal it from us. But That's what has to happen. That's the way. You want to to figure out a great way to kill the head of the snake? You put LeBron in the free throw line because it's in his head.
5: Well, you take it even further. As a team, they were the eighth worst free throw shooting team in the NBA this year, uh, averaging, what, 74.8% as a team. That's where they, they were in terms of their makes. To put it in perspective, the Heat converted only 70%. You should just be hiring Rick Barry. He should be on staff. Maybe he should play for you. Can you do the substitution where you could just come in and shoot free throws? And, here he is. Once and again. Here comes Rick Barry, into the game for LeBron James. Underhanded free throws ensue. But well, that's what we saw. A lot of wide open looks as this game went on. The stretching the defense. They shot 43 three point attempts. <laughs> that's a lot. I mean, yes. Well, you're there, down by 25. You kind of have to. But once you made it a game, they, they didn't change. They, no. There was no changing the strategy whatsoever because Indiana had no response. They couldn't close out fast enough. And offensively, they suddenly there was a, a lid on their basket. They score 74 in the first half. They score 40 points in the second half. And all of a sudden, all the, look at that Cavalier defense. No, no, no. They were broke. They were broke. <laughs> Derek Carr was in the stands mocking the shooting aptitude of the Pacers in the second half. That is right. Tw-
4: Twitter at afresca hashtag Hack a LeBron. Trust me, that's the way to win. Jason, Mike Carmen live from the Geico Studios. It is a final in Memphis. The Grizzlies beat the San Antonio Spurs 105-94, cut that series a two games to one lead. Still, the Spurs to the free throw line 28 times, and the Memphis Grizzlies to the free throw line just 20 times. Take we, that for data. Can we go live to David Fisdale, Frostberg, when it happens? I mean, we I, I don't want to miss a second of David Fisdale when it's done. We'll either go to Fisdale or Champkind. All right. <laughs> so we have that coming up. David, who thought 48 hours ago, I would say the phrase, as soon as David Fisdale gets to the microphone, we will bring it to you. <laughs> Whammy! <laughs> but coming up next, why the NFL is holding its breath like never before. Fox. Explain it to me. Fox Sports Radio, The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Coming up in 10 minutes, we'll get into NFL schedule release day. A very big day. And once again, we're going to struggle on Monday and Thursday nights. The NFL eventually one year is going to learn how to schedule primetime games. This is not that year.
5: Now, we're going to get to it in in a larger manner and take it on a grand scale to try to see if we can surpass your hack of LeBron strategy. But one thing they did that really fails us and everybody that listens to us, wherever you are, whether you're on iHeartRadio or Sirius XM Channel 83, your local affiliate, FoxSportsRadio.com, wherever you're getting us, we appreciate you stopping by. We're not going to get to watch you live and die by every play of the Jets this year.
4: Oh, because, yeah, I, I'll, I will have meant mentally punted on the season by then. No,
5: but here's the – just the little sneak preview. I got multiple primetime games for the Vikings, yeah. and they didn't find a way to get the Jets in there they're, once. They're, they're I mean, be, come on! They're, they're, the Vikings are going to be
4: unwatchable this year. No yeah. Peterson, it's going to be Bradford. They're going to be unwatchable. But before we get to that, the NFL is holding their breaths right now like never before. Aaron Hernandez's death in prison was officially ruled a suicide today and the former NFL star's brain is being donated to sports concussion researchers. This according to Massachusetts authorities. Remember the last uh, 12 or 14 hours there's been a controversy that the medical examiner was holding to the brain released the body to a funeral home but now it's going to go for concussion research. This is why the NFL is holding its breath. Players have issues because of CTE, and it's a very big deal. Aaron Hernandez is a convicted murderer and someone who took part in who knows how many murders, despite the fact what juries had him ruled a week ago.
5: Right, and legally, the last of them may be vacated under the old law that is still in effect, but still the, the legacy. No, people don't remember that part of the end. The legalese is going to get lost in the entire story.
4: But this is why the NFL is really on edge right now. Because Aaron Hernandez, who killed himself a day ago, hung himself in his in his jail cell, if his brain comes back with CTE, with signs of degenerative illness, this would push the NFL into a place that they never thought they would get to. All right? Pl- play it out here. Let If this happens, if Aaron Hernandez's brain comes back with some sign of CTE, the backlash on the NFL would be the biggest thing. It wouldn't change people's opinions about Hernandez because, you know, not many people were convicted murderers who played in the NFL, all right? His opinion, you know, the opinion of Hernandez is not going to change, but the NFL is going to become the big villain because it's, well, here's, people who have had irrational behavior, people who have had CTE-like symptoms leading police on chases, it, it, you know, irrational behavior that could involve violence. If it comes back, the NFL, the backlash would be huge. But government would get involved, and they would say, you don't get to play unless you show me you can do things safely. And, I mean, there will be an injunction. We will stop the NFL from playing until you do. This is how big a deal this is. For the NFL, You think I'm blowing it up, but I'm not. Think about what it means. The helmets will change right away. The padding will change right away. Blocking and tackling techniques will change right away. The NFL will become unrecognizable from what it is because you can't continue to have players play. Whoa, this is a wake-up call now for everybody. Whoa, this guy, CTE, we won't be able to prove the link between being a violent criminal and CTE, but certainly when you see what's happened to other players, that will be there. That will be in the court of public opinion. The only people who will play football from now on would be kids who don't feel, quote, they have choices. Certainly parents are going to tell their kids, you're not playing football. That's it. You're not playing. But I love you're not playing. All those kids that are athletically talented will play baseball. They'll play basketball. They'll play soccer. They'll play something else. But there will be even a bigger rush of parents saying, you're not playing football. Football will still be – they'll figure out a way because it's the National Football League and it's still a way to make a living, and there's still going to be enough people that say, listen, my skill set is running the football. My skill set is sacking the quarterback. My skill set is being a lockdown cornerback, and I'm okay. I'm going to sacrifice my a lot of things to get really well paid, and hopefully science and medicine will save me later on in my life. But that's what the NFL will be. It will be for kids that have no other way of making – it's like – it's, it's almost like guys who realize, okay, I'm, I'm going to work in the coal mine, which is very, very dangerous, but this is what I do. This is my skill set. This, this is how I'm going to do it, and I know it's dangerous, but I get paid well and I, all these things happen. The NFL will still be around, but that's going to be the kids who wind up playing football, the kids with, with nothing else, with no other sports way to go. It's almost like how kids en- enlist in the military when they get done with high school because they don't have options. Well, I'm not going to college. you know There's no jobs you really want to do. I'm going to join the Army. And you know that that's kind. That's you see a lot of kids. There's certainly not all of them. No, you have percentages that, that say this is go, the way I can. This want to be. Like, oh, I sure. Friends that I want to go serve my country. There's there's yeah. many there's many. This kids is my way to law school.
5: It. This is my way. I mean, oh, there, yeah. There's many different avenues by which you come to it.
4: But there's also kids who feel sure. that I don't have anything else, so I'm going to I'm going to join the military. And this is kind of how it's going to be for I don't have any. This is a sport I play because I tried basketball I'm not very good. I tried baseball I can't hit the curveball. I you know I tried soccer I'm, I'm not really good. Football is what I do so I'm going to play football. That's that's what's going to happen to football if Aaron, if it comes back Aaron Hernandez had CTE.
5: Well I think one of the big things that that flows out of this and you've seen it a little bit today some of the stories just talking about Hernandez's time at Florida and some of the looking the other way between counselors and coaches and everybody else. In terms of some of the the reports of him getting into it uh, with people at bars and other things that it it's the trickle down effect of all right, when does this stuff start to occur because that's the the question, and when you mention hernandez we we've had a number of ex NFL players who've harmed themselves. This takes you into a whole other mm-hmm. area that to this point the the one case that most people would remember was the the wrestler Chris Benoit who killed his family and mm. then killed himself. That was the, the study of, okay, there's a lot going on here now. With him, he had steroids and another, a number of other things going on. But still, that was the, the link that people started to make. With Hernandez, you, when you start looking at his history... It's that same question we've asked when, he, when you talk about drug use in sports, when we've had the Lance Armstrong arguments, when we have the Baseball Hall of Fame. Well, when did he start using? We don't know. All of that kind of stuff. Same thing here is you don't know when the brain was affected, right? If, the, if you find him in, in the autopsy and the, and you have traces of CTE or however much is discovered, then we're trying to bag it off. And that's where you start getting politicians mm-hmm. nervous. Oh, and yeah. The NFL yeah. gets its... Gets his backlash because you're already seeing people coming in a little bit later. Now, specialization in sports is a big topic. And, look, we went season to season. Not that I was any good necessarily at any – <laughs> I should say it wasn't great. I was pretty good at football until uh, the good Lord and genetics said you're only going to be 5'7". And the, yeah, not and, a lot of room for five, and, seven and, and nose tackles. Slow a foot. Uh, <laughs> they, they wanted to you know, to pump me up to make me as wide as possible. And That's a story ran for another under
4: time. the center's legs and sacked the quarterback.
5: Yeah, something to that effect. But when when you're looking at the the specialization, we went football into basketball into baseball, and you just you know all my life's a circle. Whereas now you're you know paying a lot for these academies or wherever you're enrolled for the class, so you specialize and so. You already have people coming to the game a little bit later nationwide. Obviously, you still have your hotbeds. You still have Friday night tights and all those years uh, of footage that you can watch of coaches who uh, just look a little bit unhinged. But you got people coming to the game later, which means your your learning curve gets that much steeper as you get going and the game starts to change. But certainly, I can imagine that as this is being discussed since he was found in his cell yesterday morning that there are meetings taking place on Park Avenue trying to figure out exactly where they're at, where they're getting all their researchers on the line and, and talking out all the points that have been argued for so many years because this is the next face in, in terms of, of that research and public statements necess- necessitated for the NFL.
4: They are so nervous at 345 Park right now, you can't even imagine. Fox Sports Radio, The Jason Smith Show, Twitter, at How About a fresca? Twitter, at How About Afresca, phone number 877 99 on Fox. Well, you we have more football, a bit of a more Sunnyside story coming up in a minute. It was big NFL re- schedule release day. It's Sunnyside if you love the games on Sunday. If you like watching football on Monday and Thursday, ugh, we'll tell you why in a minute, but first, this is what's trending Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Hey, it's 420. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you can save on auto insurance. Um, David Fizdale and Greg Popovich coming up in a little bit less than 15 minutes yes! from now. Apparently, reporters were so afraid of Greg Popovich, his postgame presser lasted a minute and 15 seconds. Wow. <laughs> so we get fizz and we get Pop. Uh, oh, TJ. We get pop and fizz. Pop, pop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. But today was NFL schedule release day. And if you like football on Sunday nights, you're happy. Because Sunday night schedule is awesome. It's every matchup you would dream of on Sunday night. It's It kicks off with Green Bay Atlanta. You got the Raiders and the Redskins. You have Kansas City-Houston, the Giants and the Broncos, Falcons and the Patriots, Raiders and the Dolphins, Patriots-Broncos, Packers-Steelers. It is it is a smorgasbord of must-see television. But as you were looking at your favorite team schedule, trying to figure out how to plan a wedding for a bye week, dude, you're not getting married. Getting Don't, married, do the the married Don't do it in the fall. Married in the bye week. do do it in the fall. No, sometimes. no, no, uh, no, no, no. no. Uh, look, I never would get married in the fall, but... If you get married in the fall, it's easy for me to say, oh, I can't come because I got to work. No, that's right. No, that's
5: true. Yeah, But I'll send a nice gift. (laughs) The jet season is just September. Schedule anything from
4: October on and we'll be out of it by then. But while you were looking at that, the big deal is what's on Monday and Thursday nights. And once again, the NFL has proven that they want to see ratings continue to erode on both of these nights. Poop Fest. What have we said from the beginning, Mike? When first ratings started going down last year on Mondays and Thursday nights, too many intra-divisional matchups. You can say inter, you can say intra, you could say them both for this. You could just say you bad matchups. Well, no, no, but it's it's specifically it's intra
5: it's matchups within divisions yeah. that are a tune out to the rest it's, of the NFL. It's all regionalized. It's like you're watching college football. So many matchups where unless you've got someone for fantasy purposes or you're laying a bet. You don't care. And if you're laying a bet, you're not even watching it. You're watching some kind of reality television show with your significant other and then checking the score later.
4: Don't give me a reason to tune out. And that's what's happening to NFL football. There's two ingredients to why ratings are down in the NFL. Number one, people tune out quicker if the local team stinks. If your favorite team stinks, I don't need to watch football on Sundays as much. You know what, look, the Jets are 0-5, they're whatever. I don't need to watch. So you get a little bit of a tune out there. And the games on Monday and Thursday, when they're games that I don't care about, when they're not special, I can tune out. I don't feel the need to have to watch them. Those are the two biggest things that you're seeing ratings not fall off a cliff, but drop by a few percentage points here. And you will see the same thing this year in the NFL. Despite the fact you don't know what teams are going to be good and what teams aren't, intra divisional matchups don't move the needle. This is why people tune in less. Starting in October, you have an interdivisional matchup on Monday Night Football all the way until Christmas Day. Vikings-Bears, Colts-Titans. You're really starting off with some good ones there. woo Hey, Colts-Titans could
5: be fun. You know, Which guy has both? Have, have their throwing arms functional? <laughs> it, it, you know, you have some good teams involved,
4: but when they are matchups that really are regionalized, it's easy to say, I can skip this game. Do I need to see Steelers Bengals? Nah, I can skip that game. Do I need to see the Falcons and the Seahawks? That's a good game, but you know, maybe, ah, you know, I can skip that one. Do I have to see? You can do that. Do you see Patriots Dolphins? Nah, I can skip that game, but that's every game on Monday, and it's every game on Thursday. Thursday has one game that's, quote, fun, and they got the Pats and the Buccaneers week five, and that's you're banking on the Buccaneers continuing to be actually decent. But everything else, again, it's divisional matchups. You have to get rid of those. The day is the day is gone where the NFL can just throw any game out there and people will watch. They know this. They know this. And I get that they, they have, listen, we're going to try to take it easy on teams. When you have to come back and play on Thursday night, we give you an intradivisional game. But Monday night, there's no reason for it. Monday night should be your showcase night. And if you hate ESPN, I don't care. You let them buy the package from you. The NFL has to realize that when ESPN and CBS and, and NFL Network that's carrying the games on Monday and Thursday, when the ratings are bad, yeah, they're bad for them, but they're bad for the NFL. No one says, oh, CBS's ratings are down because of Thursday Night Football. Nobody says, oh, ESPN's rating, it's NFL ratings are that Less people are watching the NFL. That's a bad headline. Spread out your good games. You know, not Some weeks do you have to have an interdivisional game? Yeah but not every week like you default to here. I mean, at some point, the NFL, like I said, one year the NFL is going to realize that we're going to change and put good games on. This is not that year.
5: Well, you look at it, and when you parse out ratings, you always talk about the pregame shows and, and certain windows get called out. But when you're you're looking at it as a whole, it, it's just the NFL. It's not parsed out by network. And I, I think one of the big things to always remember is that viewing is more fractured than it's ever been altogether. For the NFL, it's the question of as people unplug and viewing habits change and your saturation point is certainly one thing you have to look at. You know there's going to be a decline from those heights. It's just a matter of, all right, how do you stop that? You're working on the in-game experience and we'll have a new palace here in Los Angeles within two years for two teams to work out of. But nationwide, you're still trying to make sure that you have the compelling product. And here, I I think, I look at the matchups and I say, okay, these could be interesting. But there's one team on either side of the ledger where I say in many of these circumstances, I don't know what they are, right? You know there's the pedigree teams that are going to be contenders. And then there's those that you're wishing, wanting, and hoping as we sit here on schedule release day that the algorithm got it right.
4: Twitter at How about a Fresca, Twitter at How about a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show, Jason, Mike Harmon, NFL, you can hire me. I could have helped you with this in eight seconds. Now, whether it's a first or seventh round pick, drafting the right player is the key to success. That six foot four wide receiver, speedy edge rusher, can take a team to new heights. Or if you're the Jets and you have a thousand needs, you know, a quarterback, cornerback, you want to draft Leonard Fournette. Many things you can do, but the same goes for your business or department. Finding the right talent makes all the difference. When you need to hire, where do you go to scout talent? You can't find top talent by posting your job to just one site, just like the Jets can't find their quarterback by saying, who wants one? You need to post your job on all the top job sites, and now you can with ZipRecruiter. With ZipRecruiter, instantly distribute your job to 200-plus job boards across the web, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with one click. ZipRecruiter then identifies potential candidates and notifies them about your job in a matter of minutes. Don't get stuck without the right lineup. Discover today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes nationwide. And right now, my listeners can kick off their hiring on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. You can kick off your hiring on ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Smith. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Smith. Try it for free today. ZipRecruiter.com slash Smith. ZipRecruiter.com slash Smith. Coming up next, Pop and Fizz and what a relief to Fox. Fox Sports Radio, great news, great news, good news, great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com and in 15 minutes you can save 15% or more in car insurance. Jason Smith, Mike Harbin, The Jason Smith Show here at Fox Sports Radio, FoxSportsRadio.com and iHeartRadio. Don't forget, you miss any of the show, pretty much right after the show is over, go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, download any portion of the show you want. And listen, it's right there. Like I said, pretty much right after the show is over, listen to it. Anything you want, you can rate it. Give us five stars. We will all love you forever. Uh, as promised, as soon as Pop and Fizz spoke, you are going to get Pop and Fizz. Tonight's night, the round three Goes to Fizz. Grizzlies beat the Spurs 105-94. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies never really were threatened following the second quarter. A, a big performance for the Grizz. Zach Randolph had 21-8 and 8 in 29 minutes. Mike Conley, 24-8 and 8 assists. But still, Spurs got to the free throw line 28 times and the Memphis Grizzlies only 20. I wonder what David Fisdale was going to have to say about that because the other night he was not happy about the discrepancy at the free throw line. As he told us many times, he didn't explain to him. He needed data. He Take did, that for data. He did all of these things. But how do you feel tonight, David, after you won despite the fact that didn't get to the free throw line?
8: Uh, Certainly wouldn't expect you to complain after a win, but for much of the game, there was still a disparity in foul calls uh, going the other way. I ain't
7: going down that
8: road, man. (laughs) Oh, man, that
7: already, you know, I'm begging for my players to pay fines for me and stuff. I don't think that's a good look if I keep going down that road. I was just really happy with the way we competed, Um, you know. I really tried to, once that was done, you know, and I said what I said, I really tried to get our team to move past all of that. Because it's not an out. I didn't want to give them the out either. A lot of what I did was to put pressure on our team to step up. Don't leave your coach hanging uh, for popping off. So uh, they really stepped up for me and uh, competed at a high level.
4: Never thought I'd get
5: that from I did it just for me. I did it for me. Not for you. I did it for me. What's good. Making a name for himself. So when they are ousted at some point in these playoffs, he'll be able to go sit at a desk and make up more than that $30,000 drawing a paycheck on network. As we watch this from the Geico studios, the one thing that the Spurs didn't do that they did last game was they didn't hit their free throws this time around. They were 16 of 28. Final score, uh, 11-point differential.
4: (laughs) Now, the one thing to realize with David here here's a – shining way to see it. He says, I, you know, I did that for me. You know, don't leave your coach hanging after you go to the wall for him as great as his post-game meltdown was, it was well thought out. It was great detail. It was explaining great detail. He didn't have any notes. He gave you great punctuation with explain it to me and take that for data as great as it was. And as great as it was taking the pressure off the team and putting the focus on him, it was also a little self-serving because he knows how his words are going to come and be construed. He knows that's going to be a story. He has increased his brand oh, in the last 48 hours. People who know... He wants don't, a billion dollars. People who look at it and go, I don't know who that guy is, think it's LeVar Ball. But now they go, oh, it's the coach of the Grizzlies. And now David Fisdale is someone who people know his name. So as good as it was... Because it was very, very good at the same time realize he's increasing his brand at this time. I go crazy here, it becomes a story. I say this, it becomes a story. And now David Fisdale, someone who's one of the coaches you know, because I get, 99% of the average NBA fan mm-hmm. would not know who the head coach of the Memphis Grizzlies is just because they're so far off the basketball map. The last time we talked about them in any detail was Mike Conley becoming the highest paid player in the NBA. Me- Memphis is so far off the map. Fizdale, no, people don't, nor should they. But now they all do. Everybody's got an angle. This was for his team, but it was also for himself.
5: Oh, no, no, it's, it's a good move on many levels, and it's also you, you, the squeaky wheel theory of this goes through, of course, when you, you look at when you want attention you know, from from the folks in in the league offices, you've got to get out there a little bit. Sure, it's going to cost you a couple of bucks, but it's a pittance. What did we say? It was point oh one percent, 001 percent, not one 001 percent of Mike Conley's deal in terms of paying off that thirty grand. Well, let me, it's, let me ask you it's this: a, inconsequential about, amount of money. Forget about Conley
4: for a second. Yeah, he has a four year, ten point two million dollar contract. Mm-hmm. All right. If I would say to you whatever percentage of the salary that was, let's just say you know a low percentage yeah um if I say to you, would it be worth it for you for let me throw this out there for a thousand dollars, you have to make a check for a thousand dollars out to somebody, but your relevancy and your name in radio oh, in yeah. fantasy football would go through the roof. Would you pay a thousand dollars for that? Of course, well, of course you would.
5: You would. You'd, you you would you, make sure that you, you know, would take
4: clothes is... off your back to say because this get me to 1, Funny, a thousand. Buddy, I've already
5: offered my my wide school back as a sandwich board kind of motif. I mean, you, you yeah, can yeah, get yeah, the tattoo for for the right price. We we went thong earlier. I mean, there's lots of assless chaps. There's <laughs> all sorts of product <laughs> placement opportunities.
4: Fizdale knew. He knew, he knew when he was saying it what the reaction was going to be. It was two games that night. It was not a big night. The game wasn't close. But I say this, and I do it the right way, and now it's a big deal. Well, and it, he became a big deal.
5: And as we've watched the, the playoffs for the Geico Studios, what are you doing? It's the same storylines. So you know what's going to break through, right, on many levels. Not, not just for coming up with catchphrases, but just the idea that, People were looking for a different angle. Yes, you could get excited about schedule release day, but from the NBA side, very few stories were new and invented. You know, we, we've got Hack of LeBron that people will have to jump on board now because it's a nice offshoot of why can't the Cavs play defense and what's going on <laughs> with the Cavaliers? But it's still that same three or four stories.
4: Twitter at How About a Fresca the Jason Smith Show Jason Mike Harmon. coming up next the strategy to stop LeBron also Coca-Cola and condoms Fox Final hour of the show the Jason Smith Show at Fox Sports Radio foxsportsradio.com and iHeartRadio you miss any of the show don't forget you can download it right after the show is over go to iTunes Google Play Stitcher download it right then and there listen to anything you want the whole show Certain parts of the show, whatever it is, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, rate us, give us five stars. We will love you forever. You'll hear us talking about Coca-Cola and condoms, hack a LeBron. Yeah. The NFL biffing their schedule release tonight. Many, All of those things. things
5: will be trending.
4: Oh, and David Fisdale, Yeah. Who spoke tonight following the Memphis Grizzlies win, said that, well, hey, I'm glad the guy stepped up for me. Always remember. David Fisdale, as much as he did stuff to help his team, he increased his name, he increased his brand, he's a smart guy, he knew exactly what he was doing, now people know David Fisdale's name. It it, it helps you, and it scratches your back, it helps my team, and that's why I did it, but it also scratches my back too. It helps Now, me.
5: perhaps as he was readying for the playoffs, of course, but you still have one eye on the end of the college basketball season, and certainly into the tournament, when you're Figuring out, well, where's the piece? Where where's that guy that's going to be the next addition for my squad and pushes forward? So, odds are eyes still wandered towards Los Angeles, even though he's got a point guard that's making top dollar. But maybe he wasn't paying as much attention to Lonzo Ball, but realized that Lavar. Now, Lavar was a man with a plan, <laughs> and if you get one or two sound bites to roll, and yeah, like he didn't say anything crazy. No, didn't get too over the top. Nope but saw what a win that was for LeVar. Started doing a lot of appearances, Mm -hmm. got to do the crazy, hey, I want a billion-dollar talk, went after Jordan, went after LeBron. I mean, he just started saying all sorts of stuff. Not saying that Fisdale's going down that road, but knows that that's brand awareness. Now you're going to hit, like those surveys they always do, which of these brands are associated (laughs) with the Major League Baseball or with the NBA? Brand recognition. Through the roof the last 48 hours. Trust me, when they get eliminated, he'll be on
4: TNT set the next night. There'll oh, there's be a for no him next to Ernie and Barkley. He'll and be Shaq, on Shaq and, and the Fool. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Trust me, he he knows. And look, everybody. Look, everybody. Look, you got to strike when the iron's hot. You want to make sure people know, hey, I know what I'm doing. I'm good. I'm going to pump myself up. David Fisdale, look, he did it to help his team, but also know he did it to help himself, even admitted it. In the post-game press conference tonight saying, you know, I said that. You know, I wanted the players, hey, don't make Coach look bad. You know, do this one for Coach. He did it for himself a little bit, too. Uh, The other end of the spectrum is Greg Popovich, head coach of the San Antonio Spurs. Spurs go down tonight, and they lose to the Memphis Grizzlies. It was never really a game after the first quarter. Memphis, uh, they were up by 20 for most of the second half. The Spurs made it a little close at the end, but the Grizzlies go on to win 105-94. After the game was over, apparently Greg Popovich made reporters so afraid to ask him questions, his entire press conference lasted 80 seconds. 80 seconds. Nice. And Popovich is walking away going, that's about 40 seconds more than I wanted, but whatever. But this is what Greg Popovich does. He intimidates reporters into feeling, if I ask a question, he's just going to ridicule me. So here is Greg Popovich and his entire 80-second press conference. Now imagine – while Popovich is talking or not talking, him staring lasers out at the people asking the
8: questions. Coach, uh, Lee Smith for the Tri-State Defender. Um, what uh, would you say is the biggest difference uh, tonight's game uh, from the last game? Uh, I thought, I thought uh, that the Grizzlies were very aggressive. Uh, you know, very focused and aggressive, executed well at both ends of the court. You know, defensively, uh, they made it really tough on us. Offensively, I think they, that pressure uh, and their aggressiveness put us like in mud. The ball didn't change sides on the dribble too much. Not much ball movement, so it was tough to score. I think that was the most important part of the whole the whole evening. Pop, did you feel like the game got away early in the third quarter when you? Went to yeah, like the time first up? minute. Uh, We turned it over twice to start the minute like we were out on a picnic someplace. I don't know. Uh, But uh, those two turnovers and then uh, a mistake defensively where uh, Mark got the three-pointer at the top, all of a sudden it was a nine-point game. I thought at that point we lost a little bit of composure, a little bit of uh, confidence, and the rest ensued. Frustrating with some of the experience uh, among your starters, particularly that to, to, to let it slip away like that early in the third. What about frustration? Frustrating to see maybe them. Frustrating for me? Yes. Well, coaches are always frustrated, so it mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you're winning or losing. You know, there's always things you can improve and wish you're doing better. But uh, I was disappointed more than anything the way we started the third quarter.
5: Oh, he dropped the disappointed. Another- Oh, it. <laughs> That's it. he dropped the disappointed line. <laughs> the Jason Smith Show,
4: Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico studio. Speaking of live, going to go live to the grindhouse right now. 12-year in the NBA point guard, friend of the show, Brevin Knight, analyst for Memphis Grizzlies TV. Brevin, what's happening?
7: Oh, nothing much. A lot better feeling tonight than the first two nights.
4: Yeah, you don't have to put any money up to pay any fines for David Fisdale. You gotta be happy about that. <laughs> no bank sales.
7: Well, well, they they no no. My contracts aren't what they used to be, so I don't have to I don't have to cover any of that Fisdale
4: Well, no, I'm not saying you gotta Fine. pay all of it. Like Conley can pay most of it. You can, you know, like five
7: hundred bucks maybe. Well, no. Conley can pay all of it. <laughs> well, he doesn't need any of us to go in on any of it with his contract. Hey, were you
4: surprised at that reaction from him last night and then the carrying over and being as big a deal as it was?
7: Uh, I was not surprised. And what a lot of people don't realize is last night's comments from Fizdale wasn't just about last night's game. It was a feeling that he has had about this team and the way that they have been uh, officiated the entire year. And it just all came to a head in that game with the free throw disparity, but it was also a calculated move by Fisdale, number one, to try to fire up his team and let them know that he has confidence, he has their back, but also to make sure that these fans here in Memphis had something to really be riled up about, Uh, and it doesn't take much to get them going. And so the T-shirts were made. These fans for two days have been stewing to be able to yell and scream, and it was a loud uh, arena tonight.
5: That is good marketing and promotion, no question about it. One of the things that... That coach the other night was talking about was you know that Mike Conley and the way he is and he's not going to be the guy lobbying or, or getting in officials' faces for calls. To some degree, when you're you're a leader, I mean, you were the running the show for for a dozen years. I mean, isn't that part of what you have to do? Not to where you're drawing technicals, but isn't that part of being a leader on the court? Well, is he doing that lobbying.
7: Example. Well, he, he leads by example. And that that has been Mike Conley's demeanor his entire life. And and so it is very hard to just change who someone is. He is a competitor. He shows fire in his way. But his way of of showing that fire is not by going at officials. It is about playing harder, trying to to just talk to those officials. Now, that is his approach. That was in no way, shape, or form my approach. I was (laughs) the other way. He was on one end of the spectrum. And I was at the other end of the spectrum, but he has found a way to be highly successful in who he is.
4: Does it work more for you if you're more vocal, if you are, or, or do you find it evens out?
7: Uh, I think it evens out. I, here, the reality is there are just the way that officials are on call games, they're on call games, they officiate guys the way that they officiate them. I am of the mindset that if you don't stand up for yourself, then those things can continue to happen. But that is, that's not the way that, that Mike sees it, and, and he has gotten more and more fiery as things have gone along, as as the years have gone along. He just has not expressed that to officials in a way that he picks up a technical foul. But his teammates know when he gets into that mode that they all better follow. He's been a great leader for us this year.
4: Now, Reverend, we watched Coach Fisdale say tonight they asked him about the discrepancy in free throw shooting again because, again, the Spurs – had more chances at the free throw line despite the fact the game was in Memphis. He said, look, I'm not going down that road again. I was happy to get a win. Did you notice anything differently, the way the game was officiated tonight compared to last the last game?
7: Uh, no, they they still shot more free throws, and they were ahead by a lot in the first half, but there, was, there were fouls committed by the Grizzlies. They, the Grizzlies did not do a good job of not fouling shooters early in the game that allowed them to get to the free throw line, uh, and the Spurs didn't capitalize on it. So I think tonight – More so than the first two games, it wasn't a function of the officiating being lopsided. It was more, in fact, a function of the Grizzlies not doing a good enough job of defending without fouling.
5: Fox Sports Radio, it is the Jason Smith Show coming to you from the Geico Studios. On the hotline with us, 12 years in the league, running point, now an analyst for Memphis Grizzlies television. Follow him on Twitter at BrevinKnight22. It is Brevin Knight. Uh, Brevin, for... For us watching it as we did in the studios tonight, obviously we don't have the, the audio. The, we get the good crowd shots and the emotion and everything that you can see on the player's face. Zach Randolph is, you know, the numbers down overall. But it seemed that from an, an emotional standpoint, he's a guy that's really changed and brought the, the guy that used to be that focal point. We're seeing a little more of that Zach Randolph the last couple of nights.
7: Well, his numbers are down, but his efficiency is up and and that is just a function of the minutes that he played for this team this year. Got to give him a lot of credit. He sacrificed his individual game for the betterment of this team and allowing other guys to have uh, role, bigger roles on this team. But when you get to the playoffs, all of that goes out the window. You got to put your best players on the floor, and he has shown these last two games why he is still a capable, dominating big on the interior, and when he is coupled with other good players that allow spacing on the floor, you can't double team and just load up, then he's able to be successful and tonight he he had it going from the inside the outside, and it's something to say about players who are not afraid of the moment and Zebo has never been afraid of the moment he embraces these opportunities and for the last two games, he has been the leader for this team, but he Mark and Mike. Had a terrific night tonight, and the role guys were able to fit into their roles because our stars really stepped up.
4: All right, Brevin, if, you, if you're not going to pay any of Coach Fisdale's fine, I have a <laughs> way you can help the Grizzlies for the rest of this series. You ready? I'm ready. All right. After every game, you go into Greg Popovich's postgame press conference, and you ask him question after question after question. Keep him there like 25 minutes <laughs> or a half hour. He will go absolutely bananas and quit.
7: <laughs> well, the only thing I'm afraid of is that his team then will take on having to have his back, as the Grizzlies have Finsdale's back, and now my plan may back- backfire. And now everybody's looking at me as I'm the one that messed it up.
4: Oh, all right. Let, let me work on that then. All right, all
5: right. I'll work. He's going to work <laughs> on another plan. He's going back to the blackboard. He's going right. to see if he, he can come up back with something to else. The drawing board. There you go. And brother, one thing I got to ask uh, one thing that's gone viral out of this game, we had the mascots getting after it they're up on the the ladders It, it definitely took a bump going through the table uh, everybody's okay and, and, and then the, or are we going into the medical
7: uh kitty as well well i don't know nash may not be okay but grizz was fine grizz came right. back from that and he was there at the end of the game gave us our fist bump and, and it just let you know that wrestling is still alive and strong in memphis
5: started yelling ice up Oh, I'm, I'm waiting for the
7: press
4: conference for for him to go. How do I get knocked over like that? Explain it to me. I was waiting for him to explain Nice. It. <laughs> that
7: would have been a good one.
4: Follow me on Twitter at Brevin 22. That's at Brevin 22. Twelve years in the league. Memphis Grizzlies announcer, friend Take of the show. that for data. Brevin is always appreciated, man. We'll talk <laughs> soon, buddy. Have fun.
7: Oh, say they're not going to rook us anymore. No,
5: no, look, no, we had 47 sound bites come out of that, Brevin. We got a remix song and everything.
7: Oh. But they're not going to rook us. Oh, man. Look, look!
4: Brevin's retweeting, like, pictures of 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 David Fizdale on different bodies and all <laughs> kinds of crazy stuff. Man, I'll tell you what. Great stuff there from Brevin Knight breaking down Good this game.
5: Good stuff. Yeah, we got ourselves a series. Uh, not just Fizdale and Pop. Not just Pop
4: and Fizz. Hack a LeBron. Yeah, you want to beat the Cavaliers? Follow my strategy. I'll tell you why next on Fox.
6: I'm very, very excited about Shut it. Shut
4: up, Tim. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Yeah, 420, everybody. There you go. Thanks to Brevin Knight for stopping by. Memphis Grizzlies analyst. Fun stuff with him following the Grizzlies win over the San Antonio Spurs. There was no podium bang. There was no data reference. There was nothing needed to be explained to David Fisdale. Everything was fine after tonight. The Memphis Grizzlies beating the San Antonio Spurs. But the marquee game of the night saw a huge Comeback by the Cleveland Cavaliers. They were down 25 at halftime. They come from all the way back 26 early in the third quarter to beat the Indiana Pacers and take a three games to none lead. 119-114 the final LeBron with a huge triple-double, 41 points, 13 rebounds, 12 assists. Really getting the Cavaliers back in the game when they started the third quarter on a 13-3 run. Oh, by the way, in that run, Paul George didn't get a chance to kind of stand the tide with a couple of shots.
5: He, I don't know I, I don't know if he, he had a shot in the first uh, few minutes of the third quarter. He didn't, and then finished 0 for 5 Oof. when he finally did step up, Man. and some of his post-game comments, we were waiting with bated breath to see which teammate he would... <laughs> no, he's he, gotten through start, all his teammates. He'd start he pointing at, You know what he did? He held up a mirror, <laughs> and he said, you know what? You should have been better, Paul George. Paul George is in his final days, last days as an Indiana Pacer,
4: because at the end of the season, he's going to be gone. They're going to have to move on. It's just he's realizing now I'm no closer to the Cavaliers than I was three years ago when all the bad rumors and him and Hibbert and they were on a fishing boat together. On a boat. Oh, are we going to win? That was the Pacers' chance. That was their chance. They're no closer now than they were three years ago. They're never going to get free agents to come. You're not going to be able to collect superstars in Indiana. He's going to wind up going someplace else. Trust me, his last days as a Pacer. But I do have good news for the Pacers. Good news. Because you want to beat the Cavaliers. This is for anybody else beating the Cavaliers.
5: Here's your strategy for the rest of the playoffs. You've been working feverishly into some cryptic notebook. And every time I've looked over to try to see what you've had cooking, you've done that. Thing where you, you give me the scowl like you did when you were taking a standardized test, and then you, you <laughs> spread your lats like you can't see around me. Three words. Hack a uh, LeBron. Oh, I like it. That the
4: second word uh, is a word. Yeah, so there we go. Three words. Hack a LeBron. Tonight, just 7 out of 14 from the free throw line. Despite the fact he had a huge performance, was phenomenal leading the Cavaliers back. The Cavaliers went to a lineup... In the second half where it was LeBron and they put all their three-point shooters out there and they just hit three after three after three. It was a great strategy by Teron or LeBron James, whoever called it. And the Pacers really had no answer for it. But LeBron James's free-throw shooting is a problem. It's a big problem. He was 7 out of 14 tonight. He had a couple of chances in the last minute to really put the game away and make it a two-possession game. He couldn't do it. So the Pacers came down to the final few seconds still in it after they were got passed by the Cavaliers. LeBron had his worst free throw shooting year of his career this year. He's down under 70%, close to 65%. It's in his head. You know it's in his head because he's working with Kyle Korver on changing his shot so it can be more smooth, more fluid, and he can have a better success rate from the free throw line. When this was being worked on the last couple of days, Teron Liu weighed in and said, you know what? No, I don't like this. He's the best player in the world. I tell him not to change a thing, but what's he going to do? Tell LeBron, hey! Stop shooting free throws. Take a lap. I mean, he's not going to do that. It's one thing to not be a great free throw shooter, but when it's in your head, you know that's an advantage you have to exploit. And LeBron getting to the free throw line 14 times, not enough. Nine times a game before, six times, not enough. Not when he's shooting just over 50% for the playoffs. Not that you wrap him up like DeAndre Jordan the second quarter. If you're down 10, well, we're going to get back in this game by committing foul after foul. But when LeBron is driving the lane, give him a hip, give him an elbow. If it doesn't get called, he get away with it. If it does get called, he's going to the free throw line, especially in the fourth quarter of games. If LeBron is not making free throws, put him there. I'd rather have him on the free throw line than shooting threes, shooting jumpers, driving, driving and dishing, controlling the game like he does. Because when you make him think, and it's, it's, it's a mental block for him, that's going to limit his effectiveness. Overall, the domino effect. Suddenly now, can he go to the free throw line in the final few seconds and you guarantee he's going to hit shots to win? The team now is affected because, well, you've now taken something away from our best player. The mental effect on his game it's going to have. How much is he going to be thinking about it? LeBron needs to be on the free throw line 25 times a game. The entire fourth quarter, he lives at the free throw line because when you can't make them, you're not just going to suddenly hit 10 or 12 in a row. It doesn't happen that way. Not with free throw shooting not with the muscle memory it should be, not when you're trying to change things, not when the pressure is on after you've been carrying team for most of the game, 25 times. He's got to be Kawhi Leonard-like at the line. I want him there 25 times in a game, and if you do that, you'll have a better chance to win because what's he going to make? 12 or 13, 14? I mean, that, you're, you're taking away two or three points LeBron James can put up from the floor, and you're trading it to one point from the free throw line and a rebound, or sometimes no points and the rebound. That's the way to do it. That's how to attack LeBron James and the Cavaliers this postseason.
5: I like that. A lot of fouls to give off the bench. Now, also you extrapolate it. We've talked about the defensive uh, deficiencies and in, ineffectiveness in for the Cavaliers overall. They've also been pretty bad at the the charity stripe as a team. We're talking eighth worst in the NBA. So it's not just LeBron that this can be effective on, but that's the one that you focus because the ball's flowing through him as often as it does. And certainly as he goes, so does this squad. Because what, what's the hyperbole is now? It's, well, this this squad is being dragged along by him. Like It's, it's you know, on a larger scale, you tied up 70-some-odd million dollars in three guys. It's going to have a trickle-down effect in terms of how many players you got. But one thing for Kyle Corver, if somewhere along the way we're reading about him that someone's pilfered all his cash right that he's it's really gone to hell for him one thing he's going to be able to do is go around and just have a great business because he was lebron james personal shot doctor
4: the shot doctor kyle corver boy you know the hate he's got on social media if it doesn't work Oh, oh watch out watch out
5: it's all his fault there's no question about it it's not it's no longer a kardashian issue
4: twitter and how about a fresca that's twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, great news, great news. Here's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more in car insurance. Coming up in one minute, we'll have the day that was in the NFL and why Coca-Cola and condoms were such a big part of the show tonight. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you could save. On auto insurance. A weird day today. Maybe because it's 420. I don't know. But before the show tonight, I go to the liquor store like we normally do. You, you We all normally go together, but yeah. you were making coffee. It was which... a little bit splintered. I, I had yeah, to take care okay. of priorities because yeah. you know, the coffee needs
5: to be flowing, and I make a good cup of coffee. Yeah, make it, Bonnie, Bonnie, Bonnie makes crap. That's <laughs> I make how we keep coffee. things moving here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios.
4: So I go to the liquor store. And I have my two bottles of water and ice cream that I'm buying for the show tonight. And the guy in front of me has a six pack of Coca-Cola cans. Okay. Way, six pack of Coca-Cola cans.
5: And a package of Trojan fire and ice condoms. See, not trendy on one side because he would have been buying the the bottle of the Coke from Mexico. Okay. Coca-Cola. Sure. Uh, from from Mexico. Yeah. I mean right. like like Frostburg. Yeah. Likes to consume, and, and it, you see it at all restaurants. Uh-huh. And oh, even, and Mexican Cokes are great. The yeah. Sugar, something with the sugar. Meanwhile, he, he didn't just get any brand of condom. No,
4: it wasn't. Like, I don't know that I would have noticed so much, but I'm you know i standing right behind the guy, and it's like,
5: it's the fire and ice well, you're condom. A, but you're a curious man by nature, so certainly the packaging- it might, might have been the marketing and, and I, the presentation just lured you in. You know, it's it, it, I, I get what they're going for
4: because I can understand what they are, but I don't know that that's pleasurable for anybody. I mean, is it fine? Oh, they did
5: their market I, research.
4: I, I don't know about, boy. Oh, you know, that's something I missed out on. I would have done research like that when I was 21 years old. What do you need? Trust. You should have
5: added more, gone to more of those ads, you know, <laughs> instead of the one that said, here, go drink at this bar. And see who the last one standing is. No, you shouldn't have answered that one. Here's a contest for who can eat the most hot wings. Those were not helping the cause. What do you got, Frostberg? This guy went cheap for that sensation,
4: I'll tell you that much. Really, why? Why not just get a bottle of uh, Fireball and a bag of ice?
5: (laughs) That is some of the worst stuff ever created.
4: I don't know. I think as bad as this is at least romantic. Hey, I got the Coca-Cola and I got the fire and ice. Do you want the fire? I mean, is is it one fire and one is ice? Like, is it different or is it all in one? i, I it believe it's out, all in one does it i've it start not done
5: fire and then go to ice i've not done the full uh, white paper research <laughs> i can't believe shed. that's i
4: can't believe that's comfortable for her oh i'm hot i'm cold uh so you know what this isn't working for me i'm, I'm a, in a glass case of emotion <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have a coca again coca-cola's left i gotta have one how how's the guy even gonna see after he drinks all six cokes that's what i want to know do well, you have to see no he, you don't he could either drink all six cokes or have one of those unicorn frappuccinos? It's the same amount of sugar. Yeah. And either he's way, ready you, to go. either way you go blind. <laughs> no, then he's no, he's ready to go at that point. You go blind way later. I mean, it's way, way, oh, way, way, way later. One of those later. unicorns? Yeah, yeah. No, no. You know what? It's like it's like in uh, Mad Max Fury Road where the guys spray the silver stuff in their mouth. That's going to kill them, but for a while they're going to be really hyper. I hey, no, we
5: we tried the the unicorn thing. Did you try? Mad the unicorn? Did I I tried it yesterday. What'd you think?
4: Because I passed, I went in yesterday. I was going to get it, and I said, "No, give me a double chocolatey chip frappuccino." We, we got a I small
5: one, and I think between us, we drank about a third of it, knowing yeah, you know, that's what the why you was. haven't blinked tonight, Armin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was yeah. it really any good? No. Well, when it, the first couple of sips before you stir it and, yeah, and kind of change it up, yeah. Well, which also is totally changing the flavor oh, of what's okay. going on. All right. So, like the first couple of sips, it was like strawberry quick. At least to my taste buds, all which right. I'm like, all right, I, I can get behind this. I can get putting for 79 cents, but okay. then you start stir, stirring it, and all of a sudden you got more sour and, and a bunch ah, of other flavors. So it, cha- it gets Boy. pretty strong. They only have that it for like four quickly. days, right? Like that's it. Like that's it. That's a smart. Oh, that's
4: smart. I mean, well, it's like the they're, light, they're life making.
5: cycle of you know a butterfly or something. <laughs> like it's done. The final. Ah. Let's get your cash, and then we're done. There's a lot of stories though that I'm reading in terms of you should have at least consulted how much work and effort this was going to be for your baristas mm-hmm. because there's evidently uh, a backlash in a number of stores of them posting to sites playing, please don't make us make this drink. What if
4: they had fire and ice unicorn frappuccinos?
5: Well, I mean, there there is the, the new day in WWE. You could get the unicorn horn while you drink your frappuccino. Maybe they can get some co-branding going on.
4: I'm on the uh, website for uh, Trojan Fire and Ice. Yeah, which is uh, it's trademark. HR is on the way down. I, I saw the, uh, the blinking red light. It says they're designed for more passion and excitement. More passion, like the other ones are just uh,
5: It's okay, passion. Okay, excitement. No, this is more well, I mean, you got to get and some, more excitement. You got to bring in the superlatives and try to. Re- You're rebranding the the old staple. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't know that this would be something that wouldn't be a distraction. I I don't know. No, I mean, look, if you're you're getting the sensations you need and it's a little slide over baby time, you're celebrating (laughs) the release of the NFL schedule. Perhaps you're you're on on board what Fizdale was able to accomplish and, and you watch the Grizz get after it. Maybe the excitement of LeBron James, because it depends which side you're on there. Maybe you're getting a little consolation love because you're a Pacers fan and you watched your team choke away a 27-point lead. Maybe you got that. Or you've got the the ecstasy of victory when you snatch one of those wins like LeBron James did. So, I mean, there's lots of emotion playing with the sensations of the fire and ice and the high of the sugar of the Coca-Cola. There's a lot going on here.
4: Let's have the Coca-Cola. Let's open up the condoms. And then let's count the Jets losses on their schedule. Now not we one, have one. Not three. Week two. Not four.
6: <laughs> not five. Now we have six cans six. of
5: Coca-Cola. We have how many how many condoms? Ten in a ten. pack? Ten that's in a, a pack. Lot, you know, that's so now you've got you've got a party on a Thursday night. That All means right. you've got a group of people oh boy, that alert. their work week oh boy, ended, ended <laughs> on Thursday night. It's that's it. Well, it was. And the thing: the guy bought it. He didn't buy yeah. like the three pack. It was like in the the ten. Of no, the no, box. no. This is a marathon.
4: All right, it's not a sprint. Life's a journey, not a destination.
5: Light at the end well, of the tunnel, not- may be you. What are we doing here
4: now? You mentioned the NFL schedule.
5: Oh yeah, big deal. It, it, look, listen, that's enough to get you some fire and ice. Hey, exci- I, I, I just because you bought- got to start celebrating every one of those two hundred fifty six games. I just buy the
4: condoms for the schedule. Hey, listen, the schedule is coming out, but the nfl uh, you know i'm fond of saying this one year they're going to understand how to make a schedule that's going to make people want to watch games on monday and thursday night this is not that year again you see the schedule as it came out today and you you probably looked at your favorite team's schedule and you see where the bye weeks
5: are and and
4: you're counting up wins and losses where everything is
5: before you get to those primetime games can i can i tell you about the schedule of my team the bears the, the bears sure cuz well, Mark Sanchez is playing quarterback, no, no, but but People got the Royal Montreal screw job to keep with our WWE chokeslam theme is the final two home games for the Bears in December are the 49ers and the Browns. Okay, it's December in Chicago along the lake. <laughs> and you have the 49ers and... And the bronze. yes, winnable game. games. So you'll win both of those games and be out of the running for Sam Darnold. But that's just it. Nice. So it's the screw job. There you go. You're going to watch them when they've been terrible all year. They're going to win those two games and be just good enough to get the fifth best quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> but
4: when the schedule comes and, and you look at it, Sunday night games again. Have the best matchups. They have the best games. Green Bay and Atlanta, it opens up within it's the Raiders and the Redskins. You have the Chiefs and the Texans, the Giants and the Broncos, Falcons, Patriots. You have a lot of great games. But Monday and Thursday, you are still pretty much exclusively given intra-divisional games, where the NFL has decided on these nights we're going to regionalize matchups, whether because we hate ESPN for whatever reason, or we we don't want CBS to have great games on Thursday night either. You The time has passed where the NFL can just say, look, any game we throw out there, you'll watch. We get 10 million people to watch Titans and the Jags on Thursday night. You know, not anymore. Last year we saw the ratings dip a little bit, and this year the ratings will dip a little bit because when you have interdivisional games, you regionalize the NFL, and those are games where a fan can say, I don't need to watch it. You need to, you need to bring me to the television now if you're the NFL because I get my full fill of NFL on Sunday. you got to make sure I'm coming back on Monday. And from the beginning of october until christmas it's almost exclusively every week is an intra divisional matchup it's vikings bears it's colts titans it's redskins eagles honestly outside of these teams and these divisions what do i care about these games i'm i'm talking as an average nfl fan what do i care about these games and on thursday night okay i'm going to get the bears and the packers right then i'm going to get the chiefs and the raiders i get the seahawks and the cardinals i get again it's regionalized. And it doesn't matter that you don't know how good these teams are. Some of them are going to be good. Some of them are going to stink. But the fact that these teams are playing interdivisional games, that's just going to be a further bleeding of the product. And it's going to, the ratings are going to be like Walking Dead. Each season that goes on, each half season with The Walking Dead, it's, boy, ratings are still really good, but they're down a little bit. And now after three or four cycles of that, you go, boy, ratings for The Walking Dead, they've lost 25% to 33% of their viewers over the course of the last two years. And how many times you can watch NFL go, well, they're losing 5% here. The, and they're going to look back and go, wait a minute, in a three-year span, the NFL has lost 25% of their viewers. Because that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a little bit more of people bleeding off, bleeding off, I don't need to watch, I don't need to watch, don't need to watch. The NFL's got to give us better games. You've got to give better games on paper that's going to say, well, I got to get there because I got to see the Steelers and the Packers. I got to see the Steelers and the Falcons. I got to see the Cowboys and the Falcons. I got to see the Patriots and the Broncos. Whatever it is, I need to see more of those games. You can't keep giving me, hey, I got Colts Titans. Oh, great. That's not going to do it. But that's all the games we have on Monday and Thursday night.
5: Well, but that's it. As much as we bemoan the scheduling process for the NHL, uh, as we watch here in the Geico studios or the NBA or to a, a lesser extent, Major League Baseball, but still the same issue. You've got that same rotation of teams, right? That was the big thing when the NBA had their month of resting players. What would you have? You had two games with the Warriors. You had two games with the Cavs. You have the Spurs mixed in there. The Clippers needed a break the way their schedule was at the time. So all of a sudden that became the hot button issue. And so when, when we look at it here with, with the NFL, give me the same teams if you have to. I'm sorry. You know, if the Cowboys have to play four Sunday night games, play. that's good for business. If the Pats got to play four games on Monday night, they play four that's games on how, Monday night. You know, you keep people excited. You keep people tuned in. But you know what? We here in the Geico studios, we celebrate all 256. Stop with that phrase. Every last one. It's too early for you to start saying one. this every single day. Every last one. If I got to hear Bruce juice as you walk up and down the hall, I'm doing that. Get out. (laughs) Coming up next, we will provide warming and tingling
4: sensations for all of you as we bring you maybe the greatest troll job in sports this year, Fox. Fox Sports Radio, The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Pour that Coke. This is a night for Coca-Cola, fire, and ice. Drink the Coke, get the condom,
5: and then have another Coca-Cola. See how it all comes together? (laughs) Another one. Full circle here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio.
4: Now I'm going to watch what everybody buys from the liquor store. Because that's what the guy in front of me bought tonight before the show. He bought a six-pack of Coca-Cola and fire and ice condoms. Now I'm going to watch what everybody buys. Yeah,
5: but... You shouldn't have been so self-absorbed all these years.
4: Well, I should have watched what people were buying more. Well,
5: why not? Pay attention. Okay. Open your eyes. Uh, you never
4: know. All right. I mean, I still remember the time that I was in line at a grocery store at, like, midnight. This is about 15 years ago when we you first mean, moved we, to L.A. your
5: music? Or? No, no,
4: no, 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 because it's real fast. You're going to say that you ran into Shatner or something? No, no. Behind me in line, buying cigars at midnight yeah. was John Amos. How about that? Right behind me in line. I turn and I go, oh, my God, it's John Amos. Wow. Get him to
5: run some lines with you or anything?
4: I would have wanted to run West Wing lines with him, but, you know, I I, I was like, wow, John Amos buying cigars at midnight. Okay. That's awesome. That's all. Uh, great news. Great news. Great news. Cuckoo. Cuckoo. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Our play of the night tonight is maybe the best trolling job of the year in sports, not counting the time. Every time I ask for a Mets home run instead I get a Bryce Harper home run. Cespedes is having an MRI, okay? He's going to be out a few days. He's going to miss the whole series against the Nationals. You guys all happy?
5: Good. Between Starling Marte getting himself suspended, they killed off his jersey night in Pittsburgh. They were going to give away (laughs) replica jerseys. Now I I got
4: Cespedes hurt, too. We're going to give out Kent to Kelvey bobbleheads instead. Nothing yeah, wrong right with wrong. that. Will it yeah. be in the classic underhand throw? Underhand, would have to yeah. Be. yeah. Cespedes, uh hamstring injury, left the game tonight against the Phillies. Uh, stop. Going to have an MRI, uh, Terry Collins says. It's a concern. Gee, really, you think? Uh, <laughs> but maybe the best troll job of the year tonight prior to the Milwaukee Bucks victory over the Toronto Raptors. Milwaukee wins 104-77. We'll have more on this team coming up in a second. but. Here's the play of the night because before the game, as the Raptors were being introduced, listen to what is playing in the background over the PA system, and remember, just want to remind everybody, Raptors are dinosaurs.
6: From Missouri, six foot eight, number five, Dabari Carroll. at the other forward from the Republic of Congo, six foot ten, number nine, Sergi Baca. a seven foot center from Lithuania, number seventeen, Jonas Valanciunas, at guard from USC. Six foot seven, number 10, DeMar DeRose. And at the other guard from Villanova, six on number seven, Kyle Lowry. The head coach for Toronto is Dwayne Casey.
4: They played the Barney song. That's great. While they were introducing the Raptors. And it worked because the Raptors were awful. They may as well have had Barney play for them tonight. What they lose by 27. They were down 32
5: 12 after the first quarter. The last stanza that we didn't hear it cuts off there mm. um it's like the kids show equivalent of a ouija board barney comes to play with us whenever we may need him barney can be your friend too if you just make believe him i don't so, get it so if you say his name enough yeah like, he'll show up like Candyman. yeah okay you'll just say hey look it's, it's tony todd
4: Uh, (laughs) but let me say this while you're thinking about it. It's the perfect troll job because you can't say, oh, they did something they bad. They played a children's song. I don't get it. (laughs) But I said this while you were gone. I told you about the Bucs. When I made my pick, what's the first round series most likely to see an upset? I said, watch out for the Bulls. They're going to get. I said the Bucs over the Raptors, the Bucs. They're not a sleeping giant. But they're a team that's quietly being built to be really good, and no one's paying attention because it's Milwaukee. Yes, it's Giannis and Greek Freak is awesome, but it's also Malcolm Brogdon, who was the one guy who was right about in the NBA draft this year that he was going to be. Gotta, the star. You got to get one. He's we got to do our mock draft too, buddy. We got go only a couple days now. Look, Monroe's been great off the bench for the entire season. He's an eighteen and nine guy every night. Elevate is contributing. Beasley's been good off the bench. This is a pretty scary team. Even Fawn Maker's playing really well. This is a scary team. Watch out, Cleveland. Watch out for the Bucs.
5: They are really, really good. Giannis versus LeBron. It's the battle of one-name guys. That's it. That's it. It's like a stage show in, in Vegas, and we'll we'll be ready to watch that. And tomorrow, it's fire and ice. That's LeBron. right. It's fire oh, and Giannis is ice. Skating competition. I, I, we can get them. On this. Oh, I don't know. We do that. that then we have something? a pirate ship. No, we gotta have themes. If I'm the making it a vague,
4: the hell are you talking about? I made it a
5: Vegas state show. Tomorrow we have three NBA games that we'll be tracking from the Geico Studios, as well as reruns of Barney. It's time for you to go to bed. It really is. What? It's time. For I you had go. a whole thing it's planned for you. You to
4: go tried to bed. cut me off. It's no, time to go to bed. You didn't let me finish my well, thought. They- Twitter, Twitter, and I'm on a Fresca. The Jason Smith Show.
0: Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done.
3: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.
6: Let's go places.